0: Gundam style everyone you are listening to wow cool robot uh, I am your host opening this second episode my name is Jared or Jay and I go by he and them pronouns
1: uh, my name is Julia I go by she and her
2: my name is Max I use he him pronouns uh, Gundam wing is a show that continues to be good I think I, I like to see it <laughs> is this is it's, it's my take it's it's my personalized take that no, it's I'm a really having... it's a hot take But I would agree. I'm having a good time with it so far.
0: Gundam Wing is a show that is very nice to look at, and a show that's very bad to think about.
2: (laughs) Here's the thing: starting with about the um, starting about the fifth episode, uh, it seems like the show might start to kind of like begin hurling its ideology at my head at a lethal speed. Yeah. Um I've I've been able to jo- dodge the shots so far. I fear that I won't <laughs> be able to keep this up for all 49 episodes of this TV show. Um I do think you're likely right. Um I think it will continue to beat you
1: over the head mm-hmm. with it until you submit.
2: I mean the, the, I'm glad I didn't finalize the show art until I watch these set of episodes, because now I know <laughs> right. that the robot has to say... The, I Now I know that the robot has to say, Peace is good, while cool Robot. <laughs> Peace is good. I think... Folks, I think they did it a little bit too on the nose. <laughs> no, it's fine. No. <laughs> I think it's fine, actually. <laughs> I mean, I. it's like... Certainly, we, we're six episodes in. We, we have a ways to go before mm-hmm. we kind of, like, you know, finalize how we feel about the themes on the show. But it's just... Hmm. I'm... I'm certainly Billy Ray Cyrus, must just think about it at this current moment in time. Mm-hmm. It does
1: have one very forward theme, and it will not let you forget it.
2: Yeah. Oof, oof. Oh, baby. What a... You know what? It was the 90s. We can forgive them. They're doing their best. <laughs> They're doing their best. Um, I enjoy these episodes, though, that we watch before we like actually get into them. Um, I, I said this before recording, but I'm really glad to be watching it. Uh, without having to take this cavalcade of sort of like background notes on who everyone is and like their organizations in the state of the world because now I feel like we're kind of at the point where I'm kind of getting it you know they introduce a character and I can tell oh you're part of Oz oh you're part of the specials oh you're uh, a mad scientist at the colonies yeah like you don't need
1: four (laughs) or five parts of uh, like world building for each character that show up on screen Mm -hmm. like you actually have just enough that you could be like, oh, that's them doing a cool thing that I like. And I'm going to talk about that rather than frantically writing four sentences to remind you who they are. Uh
0: I I think the other thing is that because we have, uh, at least in the dub, I I don't know about the sub, but we have that intro narration every single episode after the intro animatic. Um, So that really helps kind of codify like in your mind, who is part of what organization? Mm-hmm. Like, there's like the Alliance military is like the whole thing for the mm-hmm. Earth Sphere. Oz is a part of that, and they like work with the specials. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it kind of gets nitty-gritty and a little lost at times, but you, you get the general idea, which is nice. It's yeah. it's very much like the Earth Federation has, you know, different, di- uh, like, troops and whatnot, and that's why, like, 8th MS Team exists while, mm-hmm. like, Amuro is out fighting the space war. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. I I think also what really helped me is kind of realizing, and again, I'm saying this as many asterisks as possible, but once I realized there's just kind of two sides, I'm like, oh, thank God, this gets so much easier to keep track of.
1: Yeah, because at (laughs) first it does appear like there's (laughs) many, and then it's just kind of two.
2: Yeah, then you realize it's (laughs) kind of like the Alliance umbrella. Again, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. It is is the
1: first
0: six episodes, so we'll see how that goes.
2: We're not backstabbing but, but, yet. Yeah, right. but, but, but once I realized as of now it is Alliance versus the Colony Rebels, I'm like, oh, okay, right. I can suddenly compartmentalize this so much better in my mind. It's a lot more digestible, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, speaking of more digestible, shall we get into these Eppies? Uh, yes, I'm going to crack a drink
0: first because oh, I forgot to open it beforehand. So, crack <laughs> that. What are uh, you drinking? I'm drinking a high noon pineapple vodka soda.
2: Holy shit. Uh, in that case, let me just. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a raspberry boobily. I have water. Ah. I also have water, just in case. <laughs> yeah. I um, simply like my. My lightly flavored fizzy drinks. Yeah,
0: I, I don't. I don't mean to rip off uh, Fallon's shtick from Pod Recesses. <laughs> I'm not trying to do drink of the week. I just forgot to open it, and then we started recording.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if we make it a recurring bit, it will just be because we forgot, <laughs> basically. Uh, without further ado, let's talk about an episode that involves misogyny, shall we? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> mobile. I'm sorry. New mobile report: Gundam Wing episode four. The Victoria Nightmare Zex heads to the Victoria base, a factory where Taurus mobile suits are produced, because he learns it will fall under attack from Shenlong Gundam. He meets with Noin, the commander of the base in charge of training specials pilots for space combat, and they share a few moments together. That night, Fei attacks the base and is pursued by Noin. When she realizes he is a mere child, she holds back, allowing him to get in his Gundam and take her out, calling her a weak woman. Rude! Meanwhile, Hiro gets the mission to take out a shuttle carrying Gundanium and sneakily takes parts from Death Scythe to repair his suit in order to do so. Trey's continues to manipulate the Alliance military to act out he wants, and Katra and Troa spend time together as the Magwinat Corps note how similar their Gundams are. Finally, Noin is recovered and is taken back to Victoria Base, with Zex allowing her to fight by his side, letting them grow closer. Wonderful. Uh, the episode's good except for uh, Wufei being a little stinker. Yeah, how do you feel yeah. uh,
0: about saying last episode that you like Wu Fei? <laughs> want to come around
2: real quick on you. This is my curse. My favorite Gundam characters are, like, the ones that objectively fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Jared Messa is my favorite Gundam character. And I don't think he does a single redeeming thing in all of Zeta Gundam. Yeah, like, no,
0: it's, it's the burden that I have to bear also being named Jared.
2: <laughs> he's just a... I mean, yeah, your name is spelled a bit differently. Uh, right. But, like... My my beautiful fail son Jared Mesa is a complete dumpster fire of a human being, and f- for all accounts, probably should have died in the first episode of right. Zeta, and yet somehow he made it to the end. Right. Um, and and he got like the least satisfying death, which again makes sense for his character. Yeah, but unfortunately. Due to my delicate brain chemistry, I am forced to stand the worst possible characters in these yeah, TV shows. I,
0: I feel like being a fuck-up and having mommy issues is very different from being a child soldier that hates women, though. Um, God yeah.
1: does give his hardest task
3: to his <laughs> <just> <laughs> That's best true. I am saluting and so and hard you know right what? now.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Julia. Thank you for supporting me in, in my... Uh, what's the word? Delusion. It's yeah, okay. That's okay, right? That's yeah. fair. Uh, so this one starts out. Zexon is, is in his cool shuttle, uh, that nice blue one that we always see him in. He's leaving mm-hmm. Corsica. Uh, he learns, yeah, oh, turns out this gun sure did fuck that base up real big, huh? Uh-oh. Yeah,
1: Troa yeah. and Catra, I think the number was 55% of the base got, uh, got destroyed. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good, I think.
2: Pretty fuck and like they left before reinforcements came, so they made some quick work. Uh-huh. Uh huh. As Zex is flying, he gets a call from uh, Victoria Base, and we we meet Knowing, I believe Lucrezia Knowing in yes. the dub. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we never got a first name for us. She's just Noin. Uh and I li- I was living in blissful ignorance until Jared reminded me that she's nine. She is number nine, and hey, mm-hmm. that's my favorite number. Look at that! Do we ever get a? Uh, do we ever get
0: a sixteen? Um, we get uh, we get quince, which is uh, fifteen That'd in Spanish 15. at some point. Okay, right. um, I don't think we get sixteen as far as I can hey, that's remember. That's
2: what my that's what my new mobile report
0: Gundam Wing fanfiction will be about. Hey, go. we've all got those, right? <laughs> I definitely uh, don't have like... an extremely long story about like. Duo's progeny. It's fine. I'm normal. I like Duo. He's normal. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> no one seems very, like, familiar with Zex already, though.
0: Yeah. The, yes. the character interaction they have is very, uh, like, like you said, familiar, but in a very, like, intimate way, like, yeah. immediately. And that is, like, straight up text. It's not even subtext. You're like, oh, these people, like, have history. And that's, uh-huh. like... Actually, good writing?
1: That's weird. It's good writing, and it is so far the best voice acting of the show because they actually sound like they're interacting rather than reading lines by
2: themselves in a dark room. Yeah, reading lines at each other separately. Um, what I really like that kind of immediately shows knowing familiarity with Zex is like she gets on the she gets on Skype and she kind of like leans and presses her arms up against the wall so she can like prop herself up and get closer to the camera. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is this very small thing that kind of shows like her character specifically to Zex because we see her she's like very austere very strict towards the people she's in charge of but like with actual like with Zex you can tell she's a completely different person and like it's just this very cool bit of like oh. With his one tiny little thing, they show a lot about, you know, her and Zex's relationship, which I like. I like knowing she's cool. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, she also I, calls him the Lightning Baron, which is a cool yes.
0: title. Uh, I think in English we get the Lightning Count. Um, yes, we do. Which is Zex's nickname, which is, hey, he's a shark clone. Uh, the Red Comet, do you get it? Um, <laughs> do you get it? <laughs> yeah, I, I like... Uh, in English, her name is... It, the vowels are a lot more blurred together. It's not noin. Like, you know, it makes yeah, sense to like say nine. it that way with Japanese. It's just noin. Um, like, you well, know... It's nine uh, o'clock. Yeah, it, it, it's like um, Andy Samberg saying nine
2: with an accent. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We learned that her job here, she she kind of helps run the uh, Victoria base. This is Victoria. This is in Lake Victoria in like central eastern Africa, I believe, is where Lake Victoria is. Yeah, it's thereabouts. I believe so. Uh, but she trains pilots for space. She's like the one who's kind of in charge of like getting these mobile suit pilots used to, you know, flying a suit and zero gravity. Because it seems pretty fucking hard to do if you don't know what you're doing right and that's um they they get like going
0: down this essentially giant mine shaft to reach like that's zero so g cool. and um i i really just love this little training sequence where noin is just floating in the middle of all these dudes and they are in pilot chairs that have little um like aerosol dispensers on like the sides and back of them to control and move like they would in zero g and it's it's very funny to watch these, like, amateur soldiers just, like, bumble around and literally bump into each other. Mm-hmm. And Noin is like, you have been training this training for this forever. How do you still suck at this?
1: She's so mad. Sorry, she uses ma'am. Zex kind of as, like, a carrot for them to shape up. Being like, hey, Zex is coming. Stop sucking mm-hmm. so much shit.
2: Yeah. Daddy Longdick's gonna land soon. Y'all better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um <laughs> as as they're practicing um we see Wu Fei. he's like standing on pride rock basically yep uh and then he just fucking dirt bikes down it he does yeah. some real x game shit it's kind of it's cool. really regrettable that wufei does X-Games this games mode. shit yeah he's on x games mode it, like it's it, it's regrettable that Wu Fei does such cool stuff because he also hates whitman yeah he's real bad at the end of this one not <laughs> oh, beans
0: I have some thoughts on Wufei that I'm going to have to hold off on for a long time. Um <laughs> not a big fan of of the character, uh but sure. there's there's story about him much like kind of what I've talked about with Duo that just kind of isn't in the show, which is a huge bummer. Mm-hmm. Um and it would have done a lot to help characterize him.
2: <laughs> mm. Ah,
0: what a concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I need Um, you to watch these three movies outside of the show.
0: Well, that's the thing is there's additional content for Gundam Wing. And I would say the only things that are actually useful are the episode zero manga story and uh, Endless Waltz, which is like actually canon, which is nice. And then there's like Frozen Teardrop, which if you like Gundam Wing, don't don't look into Frozen Teardrop. And I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) If people get mad at me, they'll get mad at me.
2: Death of the author. Yeah, uh, I mean, we. I'm not at the point in the show where I'm going to cover manga stuff until I've like run out, and I need to like talk about fucking crossbow. Oh, but for like, sure. We're gonna do. We're gonna do endless Waltz. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah, like, that is happening. I'll. I'll bring I feel up. Like that's like you know everyone knows that you would. That would be the natural. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kind
0: of. Kind of like I did with Duo in episode one. I'll. I'll bring up stuff where it's like actually pertinent, um, and just try to leave it at that. Uh, just because I don't want to be like, oh, well, if you read the manga, it's a, to get a better understanding as I push my glasses mm-hmm. up the bridge of my nose. The
2: J context hour. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we, we, we get a little bit after Rufay, uh goes X Games mode. Uh, Zex is talking with his men in his ship and they talk about how they kind of lost track of I, and yeah, sorry, they lost track of the Gundam they were tracking, which is the Shenlong. And I don't know how the fuck it did this where it was like... And it was in the Yangtze River last time, which yep. is... I believe it's in China. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now it's in Central Africa.
1: It's and a a little definitely little bit of a
2: He had a line in the first couple episodes where he's like, Oh, it's like, clearly it, it moves slower than the other ones. Mm-hmm. You sure, buddy?
0: Well, part of it kind of bouncing back to, I think, episode two, where the Cancer and Pisces were having trouble finding the wing Gundam at the yeah, bottom of the ocean. Yeah, they're just hard to track
1: because of the, mm. the metal that so they They can, out of. They can right.
0: project a predicted path, which is what he did with uh, Shenlong oh, at the okay. Yangtze River. Um, but it maybe didn't directly follow that because, you know,
2: maybe Wufei mm-hmm. thought it out a little bit. Uh, shocker. Mm-hmm you can um, never predict a misogynist.
0: Right. And and so that's it's the lesson here. it's it's a big thing that there has to be a visual on the Gundam for them to like confirm that it's mm-hmm. there to to track it and everything too.
2: <laughs> Famous last words. That's just a Gundam as I get fucking evaporated by a <laughs> yeah, beam. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of uh, times in this show where they're like, "Oh, it's the enemy." And they're like, "I think it's a Gundam" after their friends just got exploded.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's
0: what's on their tombstone. Uh, after, um, uh, Wufei does his little stunt, I think we get our first glimpse at the Taurus mobile suit. Yeah.
2: Yep. So, uh, we get, oh, uh, right before we see the Taurus, we do get something a little kind of relevant where, uh, Nguyen's in her office, looks at a fucking, like, a photo frame that has, like, five or six photos of Zex in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it's really me with normal. Jared. That, like, that, <laughs> that, that, that's me with my Gundam boy. Um. <laughs> Also, she not, does... Not podcast, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> not podcast. I mean, well, if I did, well. I would admit to it on the air, personally. Um, but she does say uh, a little line where Z- she's like, zex Marquise, or should I say, Peacecraft.
0: Yeah. Uh! Hey. Huh? Hey, Noin, uh, stop Hello? expositing to the viewers, please.
2: <laughs> Hello? Just really <laughs> dropping some
1: pretty important information out <laughs> of nowhere. Saying,
2: it's... Noin, girl, it's like the fourth episode. It's way too early for this shit to start. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now we, oh, that that fucking name, we'll get to that name later on, but just, I had to pause a little bit. I had to be like, oh boy, here we go. No, why? So, so <laughs> you mean to tell me that the that the shark clone isn't who he appears to be? Wow.
0: No. Whoa. Eduardo
2: Mass? Is that you? <laughs> quatro, quatro Vagina?
1: <laughs> Hateful. Um, um, but yeah, we do get our first view of the um, Taurus suits. Um, mm-hmm. And we also get Noine just really smacking the shit out of one of her her yeah. soldiers who got real she's so about having to transport his own suit.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a little thing where they talk about. She's like, "All right, men, y'all are in charge of taking these mobile suits off the base." And they said, "Well, shouldn't that be transport's job?" And she, and it's as if he said, "Like, well, let's see." It's as if he said something misogynistic to her. Yeah, and then she she's like, as an example. Like, yeah, and just, just fucking like whaps him on the head. Um The Taurus themselves though, they basically took a Leo mm-hmm. and said, What if it was Goth? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a Leo that's like black with these really nice, um these really nice like purple and red accents. Yeah. It's just it's it is so fucking spiky. Uh, I don't remember if you said it during recording or before recording, but like you said, Jerry, it's just Pop yeah. Robbie, but Leo.
0: Yeah, I, I did say that beforehand. It it is okay. it is a really nice kind of callback to a UC suit that is like kind of bug like and like spiky and weird in mm-hmm. design. Um and I don't they, they may have loosely mentioned it, but the Tauruses themselves are another specialized sh- suit. Uh, shocker, mm. they have their own Zodiac name. They have a specific no. purpose. Um, much like Pisces and Cancer are underwater suits. The Leos are the ground troops. The Ares are the air troops. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tauruses are specifically built uh, around space combat, which is why Noin was training the, uh, the pilots in Zero-G and all of that. Yeah.
2: It's cool. I mean, like, I was looking at these guys. I love it. Uh, it it's re- pretty much the only thing that is left over from the Leo is the chest. And, yeah, like, you know, you still get the square screen. Yeah. That, that was the but other thing I was going to point out is, like, the camera sensor. Honestly, my favorite thing about these, if you look from the waist down, it has these really interesting just, like, really straight blocky legs mm-hmm. that end in these really weird heels. It almost it almost looks like turn A Gundam from the waist down with these like just very yeah. square legs. Um and it and and like the heels remind me a lot of uh Iron Blooded Orphans, the Gundam frames. Oh, yes. Which yes. are like the most heels I've seen on a mobile suit. Um Because, again, I I like when the designers make concessions of this is a space use suit, so it's not going to need to have traditional feats. Like, you're Mm -hmm. not going to be landing, standing up on things a lot. You might as well, like have a better system for it. Like I'm sure that like in between the two parts of the feet is probably like a big old thruster that lets it like maneuver better. Right. It's, it's just, it, it feels well thought out for what it does in the show, which I really like.
0: Right. And they don't, they don't linger on it too long. Um. Which Oh is, yeah. This
2: is the only time you like see them like un, uncovered yeah, here. It's, it's bizarre because
0: they show it being uncovered. They kind of talk about like what their plan is. Oz seems to know like what the Gundams are, planning to do because they talk about like oh bases are being destroyed um obviously like there is a a through line with their actions Mm -hmm. and from there we cut to we cut to a scene inside what looks like a club this is normal i need to know max did the sub have music It sure fucking didn't. Okay, because we also did not get music. So it is just like flashing colorful lights. (laughs) The shot of Zex like leaning against a bar on a bar stool and no music at all. It's so so upsetting.
2: I fucking love it. It It's a real choice
1: to have like a rave dance club on the base.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh no, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's one of those raves where like, they don't play the music out loud. You have to have your headphones in. Oh my gosh, it's a silent disco. It's a silent disco. So oh, so Zex thing, I'm and no you just on board have board for this. I mean, you don't see Zex's ears. That helmet probably can pipe sound into it. Zex it's has like his in. It's like he's a AirPods kid in high school in.
1: with his uh, headphones through his hoodie. It's the same oh, deal. God. Yeah.
2: I was <laughs> one of those kids. I get that. <laughs> he, like snakes it snakes it through the sleeve so you like mm-hmm. rest your head on your God. Mhm. Ah. Oh high school we couldn't do that because we had uniforms oopsie (laughs) rip um they have a little conversation about like knowing values all life and war and she does everything she can she's like I'm never gonna send my men into a battle where anyone could lose their life and Zex is like huh that ain't war yeah Zex is obviously
1: a bit more experienced with combat too so I think he may have had a a bit more time to mature when it comes Mm -hmm. to yeah uh, the whole war fighting
0: yeah the, the one of the lines we get from Noin is battles that risk men's lives are miscalculations. Yes, um, which kind of like leans back on why she was training her her folks so hard and why she was being so hard on them is because she believes that like if if they screw up, it kind of comes back on her. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, it's it's hard to read because she was so rough on her students, and then she's like, "All yeah. life is sacred."
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a tough love, but, you know, regardless, uh, they're talking. Uh, Zex gets a call from Otto, his, like, sort of second in command on his cool shuttle. He's talking about, he's like, hey, Mr. Zex, this mobile suit you got, this thing fucks. This thing fucking rips, man. <laughs> he's, and just he's talking right. about how it's, like, really, really advanced and it's easy to work on, but it'll still be, take, like, two months to finish. Um,
0: we, we see it getting assembled, and you can actually see the um, mask section separate from the, the head sensor.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is really a nice detail. I love it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Then Zex hangs up the phone, and Zo- uh, Zoin Noin sits back to back with Zex and uh, uses the sword that is like on her hip as part of her military uniform to just like whack his scabbard over and over, and it like slowly pans up both of them, and then the yeah. scene
2: ends. <laughs> hey, wh- hey, what does this mean?
0: Hey, uh, hey, hey, hey! What the fuck does this mean? No, it's fine. They're sword fighting. It's fine. It's cool, uh, it's, don't
2: worry about it.
0: <laughs> it's Wings, it's Wings stand in for Garma playing with Shar stand in for or Wings stand in for Shar. Mm-hmm. They're they're sword fighting. It's fine. They're touching each other's swords. You know what it's it normal. is.
2: You know what it is. If 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 I may, if I may quote an episode title of Hit Noise-based Podcast City Girls Make Do, men get pegged.
0: Men do get pegged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that is that relationship to a t i think basically <laughs> I, I yeah think,
2: i think that's our official canonical Wowku robot interpretation of this scene confirmed put a fucking stamp on it done yeah. moving on done uh what happens next
0: uh victoria base starts blowing up
1: <laughs> yeah it goes oh boom. shit oh, fuck, oh no! <laughs> so there's the explosion um noin is rushes out of her room um to one of her soldiers basically saying This explosion is actually in the pilot trainee dorm.
0: Yeah, Uh, this uh, it happens at night, right? So like it wakes Mm -hmm. Noin up even.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, Not a good way to be woken up. She darts off to the trainee dorm and it is just in rubble and there are pilots on the ground and they're like, ah, I just wanted to go to space,
2: Captain. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, he dies in her arms. A single again.
1: tear falls down my face.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this, this, Gundam Wing is just on the nose, the series. I love it. Um, <clears throat> Noin runs into an Ares, uh, gets in it, and, like, starts using the thermal imagery to mm-hmm. try and find out, you know, who who the who fuck did this. And she sees a single little blip, which is Wufei hauling ass on his dirt bike away. Mm-hmm. So she's chasing after him, and you know she has her gun trained on him. She's like, you know, I'm gonna shoot you. Um, eventually she shoots like near him, and he gets launched 100 feet into the air and is fine.
0: Yeah, he he gets flung Dragon Ball Z style onto the ground, uh, just like, like Hero hitting the side of the cliff. Actually, yep.
2: <laughs> very similarly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing I I think uh there are a few different things that happen here, like um. There are additional Ares suits that um, Noin tells them to grab, like, a space laser, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, oh, well, we won't be able to fire it at maximum capacity on Earth, uh, which is kind of important, I guess. It doesn't really yeah, come Yeah, I into wrote play that down, too. too it's much. just, like, a cool little, like piece of information it's a nice little sci-fi detail and i mm-hmm. think like i was hoping it would come into play like they blast you know shenlong gundam and it because it wasn't at full capacity it doesn't really do anything And maybe that was an explanation but they end up not firing it because uh, these two areas get set up with it they start charging it up and then noin sees Fei on the ground and realizes that oh that's a kid and she tells them not to fire <laughs> wufei disappears, gets in his Gundam, pops out of the trees, and just slices and dices these two dudes. She's Uh, like, don't shoot, he's baby! Yeah, and it's like, this action will have consequences.
2: Like, I think specifically, when she's like, kind of has him pinned, has her gun trained on him, Mm -hmm. and she hears his voice and she like sees him and she's like oh shit he's baby and he hears her voice cuz she's kind of like talking as as it happened she's like he's like woman spotted and he like kicks up his little <laughs> satchel that has yeah. like a bunch of flares in it and this is when he decides hmm today i will practice misogyny
1: yeah uh, like for the rest of the episode he's kind of just a little shit
2: he's mm-hmm. so fucking mean to her when he god she Oofy, chose not to you gotta kill get him better buddy
0: She chose not to kill him, and he's like, huh, you're weak because you're a woman.
2: And it's like... You literally fuck... Buddy, you are are 12 years old. Knock it off. You're a baby. You can't do this. Um... Me- meanwhile, as this is happening back at the base, the, mm-hmm. the remaining soldiers are frantically trying to load up the Tauruses into these two uh, shuttles, like yeah. three, three apiece, because there's six Tauruses total. And um, Zex is like, No, stop, don't go. The enemy's not going to attack the base itself. And he's like, playing he- like,
1: some mind games. He's so chill as this dude flips his shit next to him.
2: I, I think this scene demonstrates that Zex is one of those people who is like, ah, I have won the argument because I have remained calm Mm -hmm. the entire time, regardless of what I'm saying. My calm demeanor is proof of my victory because the whole time he's just like, basically arms crossed being like, don't take off. Like he has his fucking shuttle parked in front of one of them. And Mm -hmm. the guy's like, can you move it? And he's like, no, No. (laughs) I think it's so funny. I think part of it, uh, is
0: supposed to be read as like, he's remaining level headed to try to set an example,
2: but it comes off kind of aloof for sure. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see. Yeah, this is, this, this next one. we get, we've we pan back over to the battlefield where Wu Fei says I don't kill bleeding hearts or women and, mm-hmm. you know, he calls her weak and oh god. It's like, at least Jared wasn't like, act I mean, he was actively a piece of shit, but like, he wasn't like, like, Wu Woo- Fei's different, right? Jared wasn't like a misogynist.
3: Jared I, just, Jared had a mommy.
0: As far as I can remember, Jared had one instance where he's like, Camille, isn't that a girl's name? And then he got his yeah. ass kicked and
2: stopped doing that. Yeah, that was the very first episode oh, and Personal he got better. Growth. Yeah. Yeah. Personal growth. I mean, he he got better in a lateral direction because again, he did not become a good person. Right. But he he cut that shit out specifically.
0: Um, I want to see Small if I can find wonders. it in the recording mm-hmm. chat. It was uh, <laughs> Julia Julia said Woofe misogyny arc," and I said a character <laughs> arc implies growth or change.
2: You did. <laughs> oh, is that what you told me not to read? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> good. Um, so this is. Not technically the first glance at the Alliance's beam technology, um, but we get a carrier full of Tauruses that launches, and Zex is still very much like, no, stop, don't go. And they take off into the sky, and we cut back to the battlefield again, and Wufei has co-opted the space laser. (laughs) Wow, cool gun. uh, Fei, 1995, I'm a fire in my laser, obligatory joke. (laughs) Uh, He blows up the transport ship.
2: Um, I'm scowling on my microphone right
0: I, now. I, I do need to point out that we see Leos, specifically space Leos, in the intro uh, narration that are also firing space lasers at uh, a space shuttle that's leaving one of the
2: colonies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think when I, I think when he fires this, you see it's like um, he fires it, and you see it kind of like overheat and spark a little yeah. bit. And I think that kind of goes back to the reason they couldn't fire full power because like. Mm-hmm. In space you like you don't have I, I think it has to do with like cooling being mm-hmm. in atmosphere and not being in atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Um but, I also well, And he just like they showed the it aside. too. They
1: show it really well too. Like the yeah, way it does it, spark and kind of look like it's unusable for I right. Uh, an amount of time. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I wanna point out that like this is another really good like connection point for the comparison between the Gundam's weaponry and the Alliance military's weaponry, because this thing fires off like one shot. It's still strong enough to take out an entire carrier, but the gun is basically unusable for a while. Whereas Hero's yeah. Buster Rifle can like shoot this gigantic beam blast and sustain it and yeah. um like, it can obviously annihilate multiple suits at once, um, but it's still, like,
2: functional afterwards, even in the atmosphere. It's because he has the Solid Snake Infinite Ammo Bandana.
0: <laughs> it's because it's he has protagonist rights.
2: <laughs> I read the script. Um, and so, yeah, after, after all that bullshit, we cut over. Um, Hero and Duo are chilling on Duo's cool trawler. Hero's like perched on top of the wing, like running diagnostics on it, seeing like what repairs he needs to do. Yeah, and the whole time Duo is just kind of talking at him. <laughs> yeah, he's just babbling. About, Hero, you rat! You are the source of all my problems. I don't know why I'm helping you. Yeah, I guess you're my friend. But oh god, I want to get y'all, Hero. One of these days. It's
0: so good. Um, and and Hero responds maybe twice.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> The, With the one first of them time. being like,
1: "Can you shut up?" Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm on my computer. Please give me a break, homie. Um, while Duo is
0: kind of rambling, too, he does mention by name. He compares Hero to, uh, Evil Knievel in the English he, dub. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Oh, he does it in
2: in the sub well, too. I I don't th- I I didn't pick that up. I think I, I don't like. <laughs> It could She's, just be that they're using the dub script as the okay. subtitles, but he does say, like like the subtitles <laughs> say "evil Knievel here for the yeah, very
1: well, so. knows <laughs> what a
2: cultural yeah. reference like wow, thank you. I mean, we can we can extrapolate that evil Knievel is a dimensional traveler. True, it's evil Knievel true is going. the next Doctor Who. Ah, oh, oh, not enough, <laughs> not not this again. Um, so. D- hero kind of like gets a little like beep boop from his cockpit and he jumps down in it. Uh, and he gets a mission to take down a carrier containing a bunch of Gundanium. Yeah. And he accepts the mission and Duo's like, your Gundam is beat to shit. There is no way you can repair it in time. The mm-hmm. hero accepts
1: this. the meeting, uh, the mission rather for tomorrow morning.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And Duo specifically says like, he's missing all these parts and like, there's no way. What are you doing?
3: Mm-hmm. But then
1: he does make this very apt point of, Remarking just how similar their suits are. Yeah. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. I wonder, wonder if this will mean anything.
0: <laughs> uh, and then we go, we go to the beach for a minute. We see Relina. This, is, this at the is the greatest beach? scene in
2: any anime I've ever seen. Absolutely. This is
0: arguably better i forgot about this but this is arguably better than hero ripping up her birthday invitation and saying i'll kill you as a response to being invited to a birthday party relina's just chilling at the beach screaming out to the ocean hero i'm right here come and kill me <laughs>
2: she's like Darley a really cool, girl normal
1: girl <laughs> she's awesome
2: she's, first thing you gotta fucking know about relina Darley, and she is so normal Why is I love her? Why why is that the invitation? Like,
0: I hero, (laughs) come get my ass. Yes, come like inviting someone to come kill you just because you want to see them again. Yep, there's got to be better ways.
2: God, it is so fucking so choice. Um. And that's, like, the only part of this scene. Like, we that's immediately it. cut that's back over. Scene. Yeah, that was, like, the,
1: the only the part scene. of the jump was for her to just do a big yell, and then we move back to her dad. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, and her dad is in that same military meeting room we saw Trey's in the first set of episodes. Uh, that What was the head general's name who who has the bad voice? General girl? Septim. Septim. That's Septim, yeah, that's right. That's that's Tiber Septim. Yeah, he's, um, yeah exactly.
0: I was going to say he's an oblivion character.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we kind of get the idea that like ah the military alliance the alliance military is bloodthirsty and wants to start war but but uh, darlian is the level-headed uh, centrist here who mm-hmm. thinks war might be bad uh, and what he gets for this is septim saying you're probably a traitor get the fuck out dude i yeah, want to fight
0: so- there, there's a specific official who mentions that the gun or the the mobile suits that have been attacking bases are made of Gundanium. Someone else chimes in, they're like, "Oh, can't Gundanium only be made in outer space? It's probably the colonies." And Darlian steps up and he's like, "Uh, no, don't worry, it's guys, it's not the colonies." And they're like, "You're a traitor and a spy." And he's like, "That's insane." <laughs> uh, and then Septum's like, "You're insane. Get out." Uh,
3: <laughs> Yeah, like, and it the thing normal.
1: is, uh, the vice foreign minister's points are actually, like, super apt, even ignoring the spy shit. He's it's, like, don't yeah. interpret mm-hmm. the actions of a few as a reflection of the colonies as a whole, mm-hmm. and it's like, the bit that does seem maybe a little bit out of line is when he says all of the hostilities by the colonies have been the fault of the Alliance military trying to take over, and that one may have been the reason that they called his ass yeah. out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I do need what, to you, note you that you mean
2: it's a you mean it's a reasonable thing to say that <laughs> the 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 aggressor political group is the cause of the problems of the one who's receiving the aggression Yeah the we're recording this uh, we're <laughs> recording this episode on 911 Worth uh, that
0: Okay, war is bad. Oh. The, the Alliance stepped on the colony's Jordans, and they got clapped for it. It's what they deserve.
2: <laughs> Get jumped. Jesus.
0: Um, I do need to note that my only note for this entire section just says politics with a frowny face.
1: Oh, that's Gundam, uh, I, baby.
0: I remember a yeah. lot of it just from, like, the actual conversation sticking in my mind, but <laughs> it's just... It is, it, I mean...
2: Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, after after Darlian's ordered to leave, we cut to trays in the bath, sexual
0: tension, the 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 dialogue between him and Lady Un right here. She's just like very like very much staring him down while he's just spread eagle in a big bubble bath in like a freaking like, Roman open-air bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marble You know pillars.
2: he's, like, the aristocratic villain because his outdoor bath is in, like, yeah. a scale replica of, like, the fucking Parthenon yeah, or some shit. on the
0: top of a mountain. He's by himself. Lady Un's like, next time I'll bring you rose-scented fragrance for your bath. <laughs> <laughs> like, like,
2: Lord Trace, I'm sorry I got you the wrong lush bath bombs. I know you like the galaxy ones. Trace Crucianata fucks.
1: He's... This guy. And you know, like, right below those bubbles, he's just hanging out.
2: Oh, he... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're right. Love Gundam. You're correct, yeah. This is what we're here for.
0: Uh, but uh, specifically during all of this, we actually find out that there the leak about the Gundanium and and someone on that, uh, like, parliament with uh, Dorleon... That was orchestrated by Trays and executed mm-hmm. by Zex. Zex handed out the information from what they gathered when the specials intervened when like Troa and Katra showed up at that other base, um, and so th- th- there is actual content that happens aside from. It's
1: not just bath hour with Trays. Yeah, I mean. Well, what's, what's
2: between Trey's legs is it, real content it here. It is
0: hard to focus when Trey's is just letting it all hang out and being extremely sexy, even though he's got weird, fucked up villain eyebrows.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we wouldn't be able to tell if he's a bad guy or not otherwise. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, he, I think he's actually normal. I think he's very normal, is the <laughs> thing about him. Um, <laughs> God, this show's giving us brain worms already. I love it. Yeah.
1: We jump right back to uh, Duo and Hero on the trawler. I love um, this. Everyone's fucking dead asleep. Duo's heading to bed. Um, Hero is up just working on the, the uh, wing. He's lighting things on fire. He's welding. <laughs> and then it's the morning and his wing is, or his Gundam is fully fucking functional.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, Duo and a couple other mechanics wake up to the sound of the wing Gundam lifting off from the trawler.
1: Duo calls him incredible. And then from back within the hangar, one of the mechanic's screams that Hero has stolen all of the parts from Duo's <laughs> death scythe.
2: It is. It's just so funny. And then he's like, I just complimented him. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come
3: on,
0: man. I... I really like you, you you get a shot of the death scythe like laid up on an operation table basically and it's, it's just head like is,
1: torn apart Yeah.
2: It's arm thing. is removed yep. it's so funny it's such it's uh, such a funny moment i it's it's really well executed yeah. And and then like immediately be cut to hero taking out the shuttle and he just joker laughs as the shuttle just blows up. Yeah, he's, he's I fine. love my
1: sweet boy's joker laugh. He's yeah, just I love, a really I good, good I love my normal, normal son's boy.
2: not weird
0: sociopathic laughter when he blows stuff up. It's it's fine and normal and he I like likes him.
2: to kill. Um it's fine. It's fine. It's his he's he's valid, it's his prerogative.
0: And then we get uh Tokimeite um, Harmony time. Uh we we get a smash like basically a smash cut to an entirely different scene and uh, I believe it opens with Katra playing violin, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then uh, Troa is also there because they met up and, and kind of uh, exchanged Your buddies. Exchanged numbers and hung out and had a sleepover and Buddies, I'm
1: I'm air quoting buddies currently. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Katra is playing violin, uh, you know, just having a good time. And Troa decides to step in and he grabs a flute out of a display case and joins in. And we get one of my favorite pieces of music in the entire show, which is Tokimeite Meite Um Or Harmony. Sorry, I get my vowels mixed mm-hmm. up sometimes. Um, but these two boys just have a jam
2: session and it's it rules good, and, they, and, love and it. they love each other. Yeah. There's no heterosexual explanation for this. Absolutely not. Like Troa wordlessly gets up and just like pulls a cl- like a, a flute from the mm-hmm. f- from the cabinet and plays. And along this with made me feel again... like
1: my big gay goggles. But like the light in this scene <laughs> yeah. is very soft. Oh my god, it
2: does like it does like, it does, so like the, the blurry soft <laughs> light. Yeah. Like, and it, oh, it's just so choice. And again, the song that plays Tokimete Harmony that's our ending theme. So y'all have heard it already
3: uh-huh.
2: by now. It's a very good one.
0: Uh, and part of the reason that I wanted to pick it is because I. I think this is the only time you hear the song in the show. Aw,
2: oh, choice, hell yeah, yeah.
0: wonderful.
1: Uh, so
2: great use of resources. Yeah, Mm-hmm. yeah. As this happens, we see the Maguinacs; they're all standing guard outside this the weird, like plateau palace. Um, they're repairing the the uh, uh, the the, the talkies and heavy arms, and the, the sort of leader of the Maguinac the is like the sand heavy rock. arms. Not not the oh, talkies <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I I, for, I don't know why I. In my notes, I think I call it the Tall Geese 2, which is just weird because I know it's not, but it, like, it has a weird, like, head crest that reminds me of it a little bit. Interesting. Um, oh, yeah. No, I
0: know exactly what you're talking about. It has that. Yeah, it has, like, a mo-hawk. white. Yeah, yes. a white mohawk.
2: Uh, very similar mm-hmm. to the, the Tall Geese. I get that. Um, but, you know, they're they appearing to Sandrock and Heavy Arms, and the leader of the Magwinet Corps kind of notes that, like, I'm these Gundams are, like the exact same on the inside what could this possibly mean Uh, anyway i'm glad this weird emo kid's our friend and not an enemy Mm -hmm. that could be bad news um and the last scene here is uh back at the uh, victoria base the aries bring knowing back in her commander aries it's just oh my god i think it's like blue instead of green Mm -hmm. uh zex like grapples up using this little like wire to get to the cockpit. there's this really cute moment here. Zex, you know, he, he talks about how he's worried for her safety. He's like, oh, I'm glad you didn't die. And she's like, you just are glad because if I died, I'd get promoted over you. Yep. And he's like, huh, with that sense of humor, you, I have nothing to worry about.
0: Yeah, if, she, cute. if she died in the field, she'd get a 2 rank promotion and yep. die with a higher rank than him.
2: That has been true since the very first Gundam series. That
0: I That is extremely smacks of Garma and Shar, And I think mm-hmm. might actually be a direct reference to it. Because I think after garma's death he gets a posthumous promotion
2: yeah G- garma gets the posthumous promotion and then mm-hmm. like when the uh white base meets with general revel in belfast they like mention yeah if he, like ryu got a promotion when he beefed it too because mm-hmm. this is how them every military does things now um and then she just tells him that she wants to fight with him and he agrees he's like yeah i you know everyone is kind of cocky when they first stand up against a gundam but like Mm-hmm. <laughs> them robots will fuck you up, huh?
0: Yeah, and then we get a little vignette of Wufei as he screams at a bunch of hyenas because he saw yeah, a Lion normal. King and it made him
2: mad. You know, he's a... He calls J- them weaklings? Buddy, they're just dogs. They're Don't just be... puppies. Be Don't nice. Don't be rude. Um, actually, Julia, they're closer related to cats than dogs. I'm gonna die. You're
0: thinking of foxes.
2: No, hyenas are feliforms, aren't they? Uh, I think they're canis. Uh, hyenas or hyenas Okay, pronounce the same spell differently. Artheliform, <laughs> carnivorous mammals. Why the fuck did I say mammals? Jesus Christ. Mammoths. <laughs> Caught you say- with
0: your foot in your mouth, then your pants down.
2: Why did I say it like that? You no, know, like your mammals? I guess I thought that it was going to say mammalian. <laughs> I did like a fucking Persona 5 English dub. Good
1: God. <laughs> where you have the letters, you have no idea where the enunciation mm-hmm. is.
0: You
2: you oh, are. God. Okay,
0: I do have to admit, you are correct. Hyenas are more closely related to cats. That's uh, I think
2: foxes are actually more closely related to dogs than cats. Then, that's your. The fun
0: fact for. Wow, what a cool episode, conversation everyone.
1: we're having on our Gundam podcast. I love Gundam.
0: Yeah, hey, what's so episode much? five? Episode five, if we want to jump right into it. Uh, yeah. Episode five: <laughs> Relina's Secret. Relina and her father go to space for a conference, but a tragedy strikes as Lady Un sabotages the colony. Uh, she basically blows up the officials' conference. Relina sees it all, and actually runs back into the building that her father was in to see if he's alright. Once she gets in there, she sees her father. Mysterious men show up with guns and abduct her and her father as Lady Un sends her grunts after to pursue them. Uh, a lot of secrets are kind of hinted at and some are even revealed a little bit. Uh Relina meets up with the mysterious Dr. J and gets a history lesson about the Gundam universe. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of the Gundam pilots set up for most of their next assignments. I I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to try so hard not to do like a Harley Quinn like Mr. J Dr. every time. J. It's Dr. So J so bad. Um that's what it my notes be. say that,
2: that part, two. I have, God. every time
0: his name is written in my notes, I have it
2: D-O-C-T-A space J, Dr. Yep. J. Uh, there's no uh, other way to it's say interesting it. That, yeah, no, it's, it's God. Uh, it's interesting this episode is called Rolina's Secret, when it's really Relina's dad's secret. Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely
1: Darlin's secret, not
2: Rolina's. Like, she's not the one who's holding this against anyone, so she doesn't know. My question
0: is, do y'all like Ralina? watching Gundam for the plot? <laughs> Cause that's this episode. <laughs>
2: oh yes. Yeah. Oh boy. We have fun here. Yeah. So they're we're going to space. Relina and her dad and Lady Une are on a shuttle. They get launched out. They do the cool like ramp thing that like yeah, swings you into space. I love that little space ramp so much. It's um. Where else is that? They need to I, put
0: I, two of them back to back for landing, and then we get Gundam's Dick Smasher. <laughs> I'm sorry. What?
2: Guy or girl stands in between
3: ramps. Yeah,
2: (laughs) two shuttles. Yeah, it really helps with the dismount. Um, So, God, this seems so fucking stupid. They're flying to space. So good though. (laughs) Darlene's looking out. He's like, Rulina, look upon the earth, never forget its beauty. And fucking Lady Une is like looking at her makeup compact and is like, you'll never see Earth's beauty again. Get a good look. Like six <laughs> feet away. Like definitely <laughs> She's within like earshot.
1: Across the row from them. You are yeah. not being quiet, woman. She oh she wants to get caught.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I love shit like that where people aren't paying attention to how close or how far away other people are. It's uh-huh. it's so good. Just like
2: openly plotting. I mean, look if I was if I was staring at Earth's beauty from space, marbling at our big big beautiful blue marble i wouldn't be able to hear anything else because i'd just be so caught up in the, in, <laughs> yeah. in the splendor of the moment yeah and
0: then speaking of the splendor we get a little uh, moment with relina's <laughs> friends back on earth they're looking up at the stars and being like well it's a shame that the colonies don't sparkle quite like the stars do and one of the other friends is like well relina's up there right now so they'll shine
2: extra bright okay <laughs> great <laughs> um can we get the? I love her friends. I love that her friends are just stands for her. Her friends all are they do. all they're insane. They're just
1: here for Alina. They,
2: they all it, it, she's just fucking hype crew.
1: They all sound
0: like they've been brainwashed, though. Their delivery's like so flat and like unemotional. They are some of
1: the worst. That is the thing. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Maybe
2: Hiro... they should get be, get to be a Gundam team.
0: Hiro is hacking again, I believe, and he gets some instructions to attack a supply base. Uh, that's kind of mm-hmm. it for his little moment. We go back to the uh, spaceship docking on one of the colonies. Relena kind of reflects on how its it seems very unlikely for the colonies to rebel, kind of like what her father said in the meeting with General Septum in the last episode where it's like, it, it doesn't make sense for them to fight back the way that the alliance is implying they are. Um, and if they did, they kind of like, are in the right to do so because the Alliance is like asserting militaristic control in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lady Un gets kicked out of the uh, conference that uh, Vice Minister Dorlin is there for uh, because she doesn't have like the correct authority or whatever to be there. And she's like, oh, that's fine. You know, I'll just leave. And, uh-oh, she leaves her little makeup compact, but immediately it's shown that, like, it's flashing. And she says, ten minutes is when it all ends. Or should I say, begins. begins. Awful Fucking line. To- hateful. Totally, sp- <laughs> totally spies ass. Yeah, like. S- makeup bomb. Like a shitty James Bond villain. Like. <laughs> narrating everything they're doing. Explaining exactly how their bomb works. It's It's so bad.
3: Right before I, I that, think... we do
1: get to see how much these uh, colonies remind me just of, like, the Halo rings, though, um, for yeah. Melina's little uh-huh. hotel room, as it just swoops up through the window in a circle. They're totally tubular. It rules. Hateful. Um, hateful. Uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> totally gnar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aging. Immediately. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh... We cut back and uh, Relina is is rushing down the hallway, going to go ahead and tell her dad and the uh, delegation that she's going to go shopping because women yeah. do be the shopping. Women it, be shopping. That's women be right. Shopping. Thank you for noticing. Um, They ask if she needs an escort. She says, no, of course not. I'm mature. I don't need this. She also um, says that because colonies,
2: colonies are so, so safe. Yeah, good she job. says they're Great a lot job, safer than Earth. I've noticed that in Gundam Wing, if a character says a statement of fact to like people around them, the opposite will be proven true within five seconds. <laughs> kind of. Checks out.
1: Uh, she sees Lady Un's compact there and just kind of meanders on downstairs to return it to her.
2: <laughs> Why is this beeping? Oh well, Don't better worry give it back anyway. It. It's cool. Oh,
1: um, Lady Un um grabs it from her, calling her an idiot, and just like yeets it up to the second story window. Where it crashes through and immediately explodes. So two things. Relina walks outside with
0: the compact, like while Lady Un is saying ten seconds and it'll all yeah. begin. <laughs> and then Lady Un chucks this little compact so hard it
2: shatters a
0: window. She's
2: yeah. Got holy an arm. shit. She doesn't need <laughs> to be working for the Alliance. She could be on the fucking like colony baseball yeah. major leagues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She's got a pitching arm. Holy hell. Just
2: in mission accomplished, blows the hell up. Rulina bolts back into the meeting room Mm -hmm. where, you know, everyone's dead. There's already, like, rebels, like, rooting around trying to find survivors. Right. But... and, and she notices that her dad is barely alive, and, like, they pick him up, and they grab her, too, mm-hmm. when the Alliance soldiers come in and start shooting at them, and the Rebels fire back, and, and Rulina's like, where the hell are you taking me? And they're like, you're gonna die if Don't you stay worry here. About Let's it. fucking go. Uh, they're in this armored car as they drive off, and, like, mm-hmm. they kind of give a shot to Relina to relax her, uh, and they say they can't take Darley into a hospital like Relina wants, because... Basically, everywhere here is kind of like monitored and controlled by the Alliance, and they're certainly going to kill him if yeah. you know, they get taken to a hospital because they you know, they tried to do it once. Who's to say they won't try it again if he's still alive? Mm-hmm. We get this really heavy metal shot of
0: uh, Lady Un staring down this armored car and firing off her pistol And she does not get out of the way until like the absolute last last second. second.
2: Yeah, she should have tried throwing the bullets handheld into the window. No, they would have. have have, They
0: probably would have actually killed someone that way.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and then her dad, uh, her dad, read the script and knows that this is the uh, the exposition episode. (laughs) True. On his fucking, (laughs) this is so dumb. On his deathbed, he says. Uh, I'm not really your biological father. Your real name is Relina Peacecraft. Do you get it?
1: Remember the (laughs) family that was completely advocating for complete pacifism? You know, the Peacecrafts? Yeah, you know, the family that advocated
0: for pacifism and was immediately stomped out by the Alliance.
1: Whose entire country was destroyed? Oops. What could
0: it mean? I wonder if it means anything.
2: Also, hey, that name sounds really familiar.
1: We've heard that before.
2: Hmm. he also says watch out for oz changed the world my final message and fucking (laughs) dies yeah bye dad oh my gosh rest
0: in peace vice minister dorlin i still don't think we ever learned your first name
2: (laughs) and then and then relina passes out because the shot they gave her like finally is able to knock her out yeah it was like a sedative
0: yeah then we go to Um, my son and boy duo who is on a barge. He's talking to a fun old man in this fantastic Hawaiian shirt.
2: This guy's fucking it, it, it is shirt write smacks Master Roshi.
1: Yeah, his
0: shirt yeah. smacks of uh, uh of Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z's bad man right. pink button
2: up. Uh, but, like, his hair smacks of Dr. Wily. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of conflicting uh, vibes going on with this gentleman. <laughs> yeah, it's I just call him Dr. Wily. He fucking... He rules. He has cool sunglasses. He's, I love this guy. He's so
0: awesome. I love him to death. Um, we we find out that the Death Scythe has actually fully been repaired. Uh, we get a, a couple of vignettes of the other Gundam pilots as well. Uh, we get a moment of Troa leaving Katra. And uh, I think, Max, you... You'd
2: noted Katra says something really like particular when Troy leaves, right? Yeah. So, so, so he's talking to the leader of the Magwanak uh, squadron, who we still don't know that guy's name. We don't know anyone of the Magwanaks, but we'll sure look will them eventually. But he's like, mm-hmm. Shouldn't we uh, shoot the guy who's leaving? And Katra's like, No, he's a friend. And even so, if he does come back and be an enemy, that'd be fine. Cause if he attacks, then that means I'll get to see him again.
0: Yeah. Once again, so there loved. is. <laughs> there is no heterosexual so 100% explanation for this 100 <laughs> percent, you are my fucking boyfriend yeah. uh and then we head over to wu fei who is underwater in the shenlong gundam he like latches mm. on to the bottom of an aircraft carrier and gets on board in person um there's payoff for this later he just kind of shows up knocks yeah. one guy out someone checks in on uh on comms and he's, wu fei grabs the uh communicator and is like Everything is fine down here, and no one sees that as an issue. They don't yeah. hear a child's
2: voice for whatever reason. Damn your your voice just cracked. Yeah, well, and this is what I was this is what I was saying before, where people say things that get proven wrong. Because the soldier, <laughs> right before Wufei Fei chops him in the oh, neck and pat- yeah. knocked him out, he says, "Oh, it's so boring on this aircraft carrier." Yeah, <laughs> he's a like guard easy duty. Guard
1: duty. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Uh, wing activates. We get like this. We're starting to see the stock footage of, like, Wings' transformation mm-hmm. with, like, that weird green light shining on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it does It does that. Hero flies off to the, the base. Yep, to, he, you know, he
0: flies away and we get crime. a commercial break. We get, um, mm-hmm. I don't think we've actually talked about it before, but we get the little interstitial that we get, uh, you know, as you would see on television with the commercial mm-hmm. breaks. So yep. there's a little musical stinger. There's the Wing Gundam in the background and, like, a cast of characters kind of uh, aligning that and there's a central uh, cutout picture in the middle that's, like, rotating through a bunch of cast members. It lands on one, and there's a little musical sting, and then we get back to the show.
2: Yeah, it's I like how it's, like, always, like... It's like a Mario Kart item randomization yeah. and always lands on a different character every time, which is kind of And th-
0: there are actually a bunch of different stingers for that, too, which I also really appreciate, because I know mm-hmm. um, Zeta Gundam in particular and uh, or 0079, geez, um, have... Just one stinger with yeah double oh seventy nine. I mean, it was just the show, and with Zeta, it was just like a close up of the Zeta Gundam's face or the Mark II's
2: face. The interesting thing is, it, for Zeta, it's the Mark II until you see the Zeta, and then True. it's the Zeta. But for double Zeta, it's always the the single Zeta. Interesting for every single one until the end. Um, G Gundam does change it up too. G Gundam, is, okay. there's two different ones the The first half it's the shining Gundam facing left, right. and then the second half it's the God Gundam facing right, like, and that's circuitry coming. Yeah, in, I was gonna like, say
0: the like really cool circuitry.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, after the commercial break, uh, Zex is talking to Otto. He's telling him keep you know keep up the good work <laughs> Zex tells Otto to keep up the good work on the tall geese. Uh, Noeine kind of wonders. Hmm. We see the tall geese mask off again too. I, I'm gonna <laughs> bring it up every time that, we I see think it. We think,
3: mask like, is, off. Is,
2: I'm like, is a tall geese problematic? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it is in the fact that it's a war crime machine, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
0: but we, uh, while Otto is talking to Zex, uh, Otto says, even those Gundams were built on the design of this tall geese, which, uh, hey, that's pretty crucial information, uh, regarding yeah, the tall geese think? in general. Um, the tall geese was designed 20 years ago. Uh, and the Gundams, you know, have have come into existence pretty recently, but they used the tall geese's design, uh, which says something for how, like, capable the pilots have to be because the tall geese was, like, shut down because it was, like, so big and and so powerful pilots, like, couldn't handle it. So they made the size smaller, and that's how they got the Leos. Um, and that, that also kind of highlights something that we haven't really seen, which is the actual height difference between the Gundams and the Leos. Uh, it's like, there's a size difference. It's wild. It's a problematic height gap.
1: <laughs> we have, uh, we cut back to um, the rebels and Relina, um, <laughs> right. where we have Lady Un blasting out on TV, uh, blaming terrorists for the death of uh, vi- uh, v- Vice Foreign Minister Darlin. Hey, what um,
2: day we you
0: recording this episode? Hmm, uh, don't, don't worry about don't it. Don't ask me that question. Yeah, don't worry um, about it. I, hang on. Uh, hang on. Uh, let me double check. I forgot. Is that joke funny?
3: <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba>.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, I'm going to hell for that one. See you all there. Continue, Julia. <laughs> it's
1: okay. Um, And then does a cool thing where she's like, if, uh, if the whole colonies think like this, I guess we just have to, you know, we'll just have to fight y'all. It's like, oh, we, re- <laughs> we really don't want to have to <laughs> use regretfully, widespread. Regretfully, we're going to have to fight and kill all
2: of you. Sorry. Unfortunately, we get to use our sick as fuck military machines. This sucks. I'm not having fun. Ah, oh, rats. Ah, oh, poopy. Ah, oh, dang it. You look what you made me do, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to Taylor Swift. It always does I mean, with that's, Max. Th- that's just my fucking pipeline, baby. Reina does steal um, one of
1: the guns on the dudes. Uh, yeah,
2: she channels
1: it her
0: inner hero for a moment.
1: Yeah, and she like vows to get revenge. Um, but as the <laughs> the rebels are kind of surrounding her, she mumbles something about wanting to see Hero again, mm-hmm. and out waddles the oldest man with the most broken legs I've ever seen and a claw grabber for an arm. A <laughs> claw grabber? J? A claw
0: grabber that he does not stop pinching for this entire scene. No, he's scene. just
1: all, look, he's just crabbing the whole time.
2: Look, here's the thing. If you had funny little click-clack claw arms, you would not stop click-clacking those arms all the time either. Exactly. It's like Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts
0: when he does his funny little anime finger wiggles. I would never stop yeah. doing that too if I could do that. I can't, and I hate, I hate that I can't. Literally,
2: <laughs> at, at my parents' place, they have one of those, like, things that, like, senior citizens will use to, like, reach things from a distance. Yeah. Oh, the extendable like, grabber like, thing. Yeah, literally, whenever I see that, I just kind of walk up and just give it a couple of clacks, of course. You gotta! Uh, this is the most normal man in the world, and he's also here to expose it. <laughs> we love yeah, it. We yeah, we some
1: more lore. Um, he immediately asks if she means hero Yui, mm-hmm. and of of course she does. Of course Um, she does We do a a hard cut for a second Mm -hmm. Back to Hero um, Destroying some Leos And then some Ares after that Just (laughs) melting
2: things with this fucking beam gun Mm -hmm. Like this gun fires In like a hundred foot thickness It's
1: absurd And And like I think Jay was saying um, It does show the difference between The alliance's like beam rifle tech Yeah Because not only is it stronger But he can just keep fucking doing it too Mm
3: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I I, we also do
0: get a. hmm. I I will say there is supposed to be a capacity to the Buster Rifle. There are three very large canisters on it um, that are very Mm -hmm. pronounced towards like the butt of the gun uh, that are supposed to be like replaceable because they're like energy packs or whatever. I I don't think you ever see Hiro do that, but on fun fact, fun Gunpla fact, uh, on the new RG uh, Wing Gundam, those are actually interchangeable parts. You can actually, like, separate the gun, take those out, and put other ones in, which is a a wonder. They did so much for that thing to
2: make it such a wonderful detail. I love when they get to do that. Yeah, Um, And we do get another quick scene, uh, meanwhile, where Zex and Noeen are talking about Darlene's death. And, and Noin kind of notes to herself that Zex is still worried about Rolina and he holds too many secrets.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I, uh, let's see. I,
0: I had a specific note. She she specifically asks like Zex as he's watching the conference and like she, I think Noin maybe mentions like Rolina or something like that. And she asks Zex if he's still worried, just like as a yeah, general mm. question. Um, and that is just kind of like leading towards development. Uh, another base is under attack. We watch Hero blow everyone up. Sorry, we already said that. We get back mm. to Dr. J in, Dr. A, J in a like private limousine with Relina as they drive away from the rebel hideout. Dr. J reveals uh, that Hero is a trained assassin for the purpose of bringing peace to the colonies.
3: Hmm. That's my boy.
0: I, Do you get it? We trained this person to kill people to bring peace. Uh, there's, that's there's a, a lot know, of... That's logical. Yeah, there's a lot of really specific lines that I... I'm not going to walk through all of them. If you watched the show, you've heard them. If you haven't, I'll give you a couple. But the specific line that I focused on was Dr. J saying, "...wars are started by people and they end with people. Hero is tasked with attacking only the dangerous and evil people who are starting wars." Uh, and then we get some actual history of the colonies. We learn that uh, Hiro Yui, the one we know, is actually a code name. It was a moniker chosen because it was the actual name of a politician who led all of the space colonies twenty years ago. The real Hero Yui was actually shot and assassinated by a mysterious organization. It was Oz, and then like all of the colonies, for whatever reason, kind of stopped communicating. Like, after the real politician Hiroyui's death, there was, like, a lack of communication between the colonies, which was there beforehand, which was a big deal and allowed the Alliance to kind of, like, step in and start asserting control. Uh, So, yeah, we we learn that Oz has, like, these crazy ambitions to take over the Alliance and rule over the entire Earth sphere. Ooh, they're evil. Do you get it?
2: Do you get it? Yeah. You know, when I was watching this episode and I was kind of getting fed this exposition, I wasn't really, I was like kind of taking them like, okay, well, yeah, sure. Now that I'm hearing it again for the second time, my head is just like in my fucking hand. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm just like, this is so heavy handed. Well, Gundam, it's okay. come on. We have Gundam- Rolina here who just says, you know what? There's just gotta be a
1: better way. Gundam Wing is- did, did I said-
2: mention my name's Peacecraft?
1: <laughs> Gundam
0: Wing is the Nye Huai song of Gundam shows. It is the head shaker. That's a joke yeah, for I mean, the fucking, seven people who also yeah, listen to pod can't, can't, can't deny that.
2: <laughs> <sighs> Crossover pod. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so so uh, he, he says, you know, hero fights because he understands the pain of the colonies. Mm-hmm. But also stay the fuck away from him. He's pretty dangerous. Yeah. If he's like really focused on his mission. Don't get in his way at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, that that is uh, one of the the things that I thought was really interesting is Doctor J is like Hero's a a really kind hearted person, but also stay out of his way because he has a mission and we need to see that through. He, he is says Hero looks like a cinnamon roll will, will <laughs> actually kill you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he like drops her off at like a you know he, he drops her off at like some airport or something. He's like mm-hmm. you know you'll be able to get back to colony from here mm-hmm. or to Earth from here rather. Um. And we cut back to Earth, Hero and Duo. Oh, yeah, at some point. So Hero's fucking shit up on on the base, right? Duo right. shows up. And all Hero does is raise his beam rifle at him mm-hmm. and aim. And Duo, like, kind of lifts his arm where his buster shield is. And they both just, like, aiming at each other. It is a
0: very cool and standoff.
2: Like... Yeah, yeah it does, a, like... It's the, a little tense, actually. It's a little tense, yeah. And, like, Hero... you Because, like, you see from Hero's cockpit, he targets Duo. Like, he's locked on. Yeah. And the, the Death Scythe kind of, like... where it's standing the floor collapses and it like sinks a little bit Mm -hmm. and hero fires as soon as he sinks and duo's like oh fuck but hero's actually aiming at a leo like right behind Mm -hmm. duo with like a beam sword out and saves his life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he just joker laughs and says i returned the favor goodbye
0: yeah (laughs) it's another like really cute moment between them as well because it's like hero seemed like he was gonna just tell duo to fuck off another time but he was actually setting up for this it seems like he even accounted for like the florida collapse under duo so that he could take out that leo just Mm. to be fucking dramatic
2: it's cute i like those i like uh, it's good good boys
0: they're good boys it's good i i think someone may have pointed out in the discord um that this is uh, some of the most time these two spend like around each other uh, just like throughout the show and they it, it establishes their like working relationship as pilots as partners like pretty well. And I really appreciate how like it's gone multiple times through fleshing out like duo is the talkative one, but he gets the job done hero will do whatever is necessary, uh, but they still like work together pretty well.
1: Yeah, and that boils down to like the thing that Dr. J was saying too. Like Hero has his mission, he's gonna do it. Um and he's not really hes he's very no-nonsense about it.
2: Yeah. It there there is a level of complexity in these characters that I like, you know. It, it's it's it is it still feels very service level so far. Mostly Hero. Um and I'm not gonna talk about Lufe, but like the other <laughs> three. I can tell I can tell there's stuff going on beneath the surface there. Yeah. I uh,
1: I think the final and scene to... is really in a shuttling back to earth yes. by herself.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, she's crying on the shuttle. So oh. sad. Oh, poor widow. Weena. I mean, uh, her dad did just die. Jerk. Yeah. Her dad did die. Oh. That, 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 makes me seem I'm not, I'm not like poking fun at her. I do feel bad, but it, it's like, again, on the nose. Yeah.
0: Before we entirely move on to the next episode, um, Relina flying back to earth reminded me that there is a moment when they dock, when her and her father dock in the spaceport, uh, when They arrive on the colony. Someone mentions, like, oh, it seems like you know, funds must be pretty like spare. You have everything in spades, like, you have enough money to sh- charter a private shuttle all the way up to the colonies, huh? Uh, so that's like hinting at like financial trouble in the colonies as well. Uh, it, that, it's a subtle jab, but
2: it's uh, yeah, I, I like that little moment too. Yeah, I, I, I like that kind of world building, not people just fucking belching exposition but like offhand lines that give you a little clue to what the world is like
0: i like when other people talk to Dorian and not when
2: Dorian talks <laughs> yeah exactly well hey i don't think Dorian's gonna be talking never he's good again now, actually he's good homie said what he had to say and peaced out mm-hmm. uh so julia episode six Yep. episode six
1: <laughs> party night Relina returns to school in time for a sponsored dance, but discovers Hiro is going to be transferring out. Uh, She meets him in his room and reveals she knows all about him and his mission um, from the colonies and meeting Dr. J, and persuades him to be her escort for the dance. During the dance, however, the school is attacked by Oz mobile suits sent by Lady Un to kill Relina, and Hiro uses his Gundam to fight back, believing that the enemy's suits were there for him. Uh, he ends up saving Relina despite uh, not really knowing why and openly talking about how it would be better for him if she was dead,
2: yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's
1: a lot. He's got he's got like a mental block on this one a little bit.
2: it's it, it, it's like it, it feels ah what the fuck am I thinking of where? Is it a game or, like, a show where someone tries to kill someone and, like, is like, no, I put, like, a psionic lock on your brain. This is what it feels like. Um, it's every partially...
1: first-person shooter when you try to pull the trigger on an yes. NPC and it doesn't I was
0: going to say it's any Fallout game, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. I, I, I was also kind of thinking of, like, Psychopaths. Uh, I I think that's a thing. They also did something like that in the recent Marvel's Black Widow movie where, like, she couldn't attack. That's what it is.
2: That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah.
0: She couldn't attack, like, the bad guy because of some pheromone thing. Which, like, okay, Mm -hmm. to be fair, that is how Kilgrave's powers work and Jessica Jones and all of that and all the stuff that Kilgrave's That's a name I haven't heard in a long-ass time. Listen, I talk about Jessica Jones all the time. The first season's good. David Tennant did a great job as Kilgrave. Anyways, we're on a Gundam podcast. Um
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, no, I mean I going back, going back to what you said before, tenets, so don't get me started you know. there.
2: Go, going back to what you said before about, uh, follow it, Very funny to imagine heroes shooting really, and she just fucking ragdolls and gets back up five seconds yeah, later. That would extremely it. be funny. Um, <laughs> crack me the fuck up. Yeah. I. Uh, so in this episode, uh, Rulina's returning to her mansion. She's in her cool pink limo. The press is just completely swarming oh my her, asking, "Like, is this the beginning of war?" It is the
0: most and realistic just, depiction God. of paparazzi and, like, yeah, fuck, invest, it's not good. "Quote no, unquote" like, investigative journalists who are like mm-hmm. absolutely invading a.
1: It's a little upsetting. Yeesh. Like this, I this get, child little, in I grief. get.
0: Vice yeah. Minister Dorlan was a public figure. His daughter's not. Leave her
2: alone. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she, she's like you know staring for the whole time. And as soon as she gets in the gate, she's like, "What is wrong with these people? Like, yeah, d- do they not know what actually happened?" And clearly they don't. But like you know, it's it's very much she's like a fourteen year old girl who should not have to be doing right. this. Right. And
0: and Oz and Lady Un are already controlling the narrative, like we saw last episode. Mm-hmm. Lady Un got interviewed and was like, "Oh, this was a terrorist attack. Like,
2: I was yeah. not involved." Um <laughs> Uh, we get a very, very cute scene where her fa- her yeah. mother's, like, holding her dress. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and and Rulina runs in, and, you know, she her mother's like, I knew this would happen someday, which is, like, kind of a fucked up thing to say, I guess. Yeah. It's like, I knew my public fithier husband would be assassinated. But I think I wonder, that, that does needs... make
1: me think that she was aware yes. of him, like, going between, like, the rebels and, and the alliance.
2: Oh. Yeah, um, she, exactly. like, knew his nature Correct. and knew that the alliance wouldn't let him. She is okay. okay. the Haman
0: like, to yeah. Ramba Yeah. Like, like mm, in on it from right, the okay. start.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And and uh, her mother asked her, Lena, you know, did your dad say anything before he died? Mm. And she kind of, like, thinks back to what he said, and she says no. And before her mother can, like... You can tell she's about to tell her the truth again, but yeah. really just runs up and hugs her and is like, I don't care what you say, like, you're always my mother. It's just, like, this very nice it's moment. It's very of, sweet. Like, sh- yeah. Like, her mother knows that she knows that she's not her real mother, but, like, she raised her, so she is, you mm-hmm. know? It's, exactly. it's a very nice moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to Trace um, and Lady Un talking, where Trace does some pretty, sh- like, bonker shit, where he calls Darlin, like, an incredible person, and then specifically... The type of person that needed to be sacrificed for a new era? It's probably nothing. That's a very powerful statement, sir.
2: He's, 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 a uh, as he's saying this, he's, he's like letting birds go free. Do you think this is symbolic in any way? No, it's fine. Those, it's fine. those Don't birds
0: are important.
2: I will say that those much. Those birds, this is a fucking plot bird. This is a Chekhov's bird. This,
0: this show has done a few things that it has set up and paid off in the last episodes as well. And this is another one yeah. that, like, yep. I've I, I've seen Gundam Wing maybe five times in my life, and I have never actually paid attention to that moment before. And this time, I was like, "Oh, symbolism, huh?"
2: <laughs> it's symbolic. We're not going to tell you why.
0: I, al- is I also this?
1: found it odd that this was kind of a voiceover because Trays wasn't actually talking during this scene. Right. It was. A weird, it was an interesting like, choice I, I, for the animation.
2: Yeah, I I guess they wanted to show Trey's letting the birds go free and also have this over like essentially the implication is that he radioed, uh, he he skyped Une and then like afterwards yeah. Just yeah. set the birds free, but they just kind of like press it together. But uh, she he tells her that her new mission is to go after Alina mm-hmm. uh, because she knows what happens. Yeah, I gotta tie off that loose end. Yeah, gotta gotta got uh, burn that bridge. She requests uh, he
1: tells her to... mobile suits and he says to take five, and she's like, wow, that's significant actually
2: yeah <laughs> if only you knew why yeah. you need that many yeah and after after he tells her that like to himself he thinks i don't even think five is gonna no, be enough i don't
1: know about that one team
2: i don't even like at this point in the show i don't think any amount of mobile is gonna be enough until tall geese gets on the field when you're right you're right mm-hmm. i mean I, hey i've seen the intro i've seen the only thing they can actually hear to Gundam is that that fucking thing
1: the big beautiful um, bird itself
2: yeah, so we cut to the school. Reline is having double party. First, she had her party at her estate, and now like the school itself is throwing her a party. Yeah, uh, I-, I
0: think this is like a separate affair that the school is putting on, is like just a, school a school dance. A school party. Yeah. Uh, oh, but it is weirdly okay. close to her recent birthday party, so it's like, yeah. Oh, there's just another social gathering going on for whatever
3: reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Our fancy school I- I- wanted to throw a cool party.
2: It's our spring cordial. Uh, Hero's hacking away again in the computer lab as the party's kind of beginning. He's just essentially erasing any records of him at the school. Uh, and he, like, looks down through the window and sees some people running to the party. He's like, this doesn't involve me anymore. Um.
0: Yeah, that, that line made me fucking laugh. He, he out loud to himself declares he's not involved. Yep. You know, like a liar, (laughs) you know.
1: (laughs) Um, Relina, like, walks into the party and everyone's kind of whispering to each other. Um, talking about her father and his assassination, how it's all over the news. Um, Her friends in particular come up and say like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Like, we're so sad for you. And she's like, eh, can't be too sad for
2: too long. She's being very, she's being too mature.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a repeating thing I have with Relina is that we know she's not, but Mm -hmm. she certainly wants people to think she is.
2: Yeah, she's trying so hard. And, like, that definitely is a very compelling part about her character. I like that she is, like, of the young cast. I like that she's the one who's trying so hard to be the adult in the room. Yeah, like, like God to the point we where, Yeah, like, to the point where you can tell it's detrimental to her because she clearly wants to have these feelings, but she's, like, forbidding herself, which is, like, again, a very cool, compelling part about her. And I really like her character mm-hmm. just because it's just, like, it's cool, you know? It's, like, I I, I like that... She, she's not what I expected, like, expected, you know? You'd expect the main, like, ro- not royal, but, like, you know, the aristocratic uh, girl to be this, like, spoiled, emotional well, brat. But yes, like, I've seen Iron Blood orphans, in thank terms you. Of, in terms of being royal, well... Oopsie. I mean, well... <laughs> well oh, God. <laughs> Just let me forget that her last name's fucking Peacecraft. No,
0: it's fine. Okay, they, <laughs> they won't
2: let you. Um, uh, <laughs> she
1: uh, hears the chatter... Because this is now a school rumor that Hero is transferring away from the school,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and kind of jump cuts up to his bedroom because she knows where that is for a reason. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, she. I mean, look—it says "fucking Hero" on the little plaque on the door. It's hard to miss. Uh, You're right. He's he's packing. Uh, you know, he's getting ready to leave, and she's like, "Hi, Hero," and he just whips around holding a pistol <laughs> at her.
0: It's good. <laughs> he keeps that motherfucking thing on him.
2: But th- this scene rules because I she's tried. like. She's like, I met Dr. J. Uh, I know you can't kill me without causing a commotion because you're a secret agent. You don't want to have people investigating you. Mm -hmm. You cannot shoot me right now. There's a party. You want to fucking dance, homeboy? Yeah, that's... Oh, my God. It's so good. I mean, specifically, what she says is, there's a party. We might as well enjoy it, at least until the dance is over. And then she, like, curtsies and bows, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. She she walks in that room and she's like, I am in control of this
2: situation. Yeah, like from
1: from the second she steps through that doorway, that like it's just
2: her. It, it it's really funny. This comes right after we were talking about Felina trying to be the mature one because it feels like whenever she's around Hero, she is the mature one. Like yeah, Hero. She has this like spell over basically. Everyone else she has to really try, but with Hero, it's like she is in control immediately, and I really like that kind of like duality to her. Yeah.
0: Um. This is kind of a quick aside, but with mm. Relina being technically from a royal family that would make her sort of a princess and I think it was in episode three there's a moment where she talks about hero like retrospectively and I think she yes. calls him a little prince.
1: It was like a space prince or something.
0: Yeah and that is that is a theme that uh, gets carried on a lot. I, I think there is like a direct fairy tale that they're supposed to be compared to.
2: Uh, I believe it's Sleeping Beauty, which, uh, sure, I guess. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm sure, well, again, we've seen six episodes. I'm sure we'll be able to flesh that out right. over time. Yeah. Uh, we, we get a short scene of that aircraft carrier from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one that, uh, Wufei got on. Uh, it seems normal as it docks, but then Shenlong bursts out from the inside. It's on fire. It's holding, like, the melted upper half of a Leo, and it's just belching flames out of the dragon arm, just melting this entire dock.
1: We get Wu Fei, uh saying, hey, y'all security sucks shit.
2: Yeah, again, I like when he does this and not when he's around a woman.
0: I love Sai Sai Shi, and I love Dragon Gundam. But I gotta say, the double-barrel flamethrower on a single arm
2: is sick as hell. Yeah. I mean, to... he needs the other arm to hold the husks of mobile suits. Right. So it makes sense to kind of consolidate that into one. And this is
0: maybe just me geeking out a little bit as someone who likes dragons and grew up, you know, liking dragons. Um, but the idea of having, like, two separate uh, uh, flame-like conductors uh, is just, like... Kind of reminiscent of dragon anatomy in some cases, uh, especially in things sure. like the movie Reign of Fire, uh, where you do actually see inside a dragon's mouth, like as it's spitting fire, there are two separate spots where the flame jets come out of. It's it's just really Very cool. cool. It's, it's a nice way to mix it up while kind of blending mechanical and organic design a little bit. Obviously right, not to yeah. the degree that G Gundam does. <laughs> uh-huh, that's,
2: that's a bit much. But yeah, it, it's sick. The flamethrowers are cool as hell. <laughs> so my next note says clown mode. Uh, yeah, mine says clown time. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking circus, baby. Welcome to
0: the fucking circus. Magnets, how do they fucking work? It's the dark we
1: carnival all, all over again. We get Troy's alternate costume.
2: Yeah, this is fucking... Oh, God, this really is his alternate costume. If you get to the end of his Smash Bros. palette, yep. he mm-hmm. changes to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the ringleader's like, You're on, kid! Uh, and he walks up and... Like he's wearing look like from the from the neck down, it's like kind of what you'd expect this basic clown outfit, but he is wearing like a fucking half clown mask covering the the right side of his head,, mm-hmm. which is really funny because his hair already does that, yep. yeah, yeah, it changes nothing. But- it changes nothing. You you can see no less with that mask on. It's but regardless,
0: a big red smile and blue star eyes. He's got this like checkerboard shirt on, these hilarious like lime green neon green pants and these like mm-hmm. bright red clown shoes, which the only reason that I specifically point out the shoes in general is because there's a scene after this where he's sitting down and there's no shading on them, so they just look like big red blobs. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, anyways, he's he is out uh, and he is part of Catherine's act. And Catherine yeah. is not only an acrobat, like I believe we saw the first time we saw her. She was like up on the high wire or something. Um, she
2: walks out with a bunch of daggers. Yeah. Catherine Bloom, the knife throwing star of the circus. Uh, as if it wasn't enough to have Troa and clown. He's also crucified to this like wooden boy. Yeah. This is meaning. I, I said this in discord. This is meaningful in some deep way. Couldn't fucking tell you how. I just know that it is. They called him Twa be, because he'd be
0: T posing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Catherine's yeeting knives at Troa and I'm yeeting knives at Jared. Um <laughs> It's it's going
0: it's going smoothly. Like it's going really well. Troas uh-huh. she's like, Troa, stand still, and he stands still. Uh, and then she realizes he's standing way too still. Like he is way too calm. And that actually trips her up. Uh, she yeah. like looks into his eyes and like she's like Troa you want to die like <laughs> which she says Troa
1: doesn't afraid of anything yeah but I like our very mentally healthy child soldiers so may have so normal. specifically she's she's mm-hmm. getting this
0: like read from his posture and I understand that but the dialogue is just in Catherine's head and yep. it's like Troa you want to die you want me to kill you
2: <laughs> it, it feels like she's making a bit of a logical leap yeah, here for sure yeah and and the last batch of knives she throws it lands so close to his head that it like grazes his temple and he bleeds a little yeah. bit
1: and she's like why didn't you dodge
2: <laughs> yeah and he just this is after the performance she she comes and asks him this and he says i'm not paid to dodge yeah yeah i i it's crazy because i troa doesn't care
0: at all about like the circus or the act really um based on the fact that he did not move, did not flinch, and he's, you know, saying he's not paid to dodge. But I, if I were in that crowd, and I saw that, and I saw that dude get, like, sliced
2: and not move, I would be f- pogging out so hard. Oh, I would 100%. I would be, like, hooting and hollering, and I'd be, like, throwing wads of cash <laughs> into the, the circus. Right, I would have been
0: like, oh, they planned that. That's sick as hell. Like, there was, like, a blood capsule or
2: something. And, like, that... I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say... Th- the clown wants to die. I would say the clown can't die. Right. The clown is too powerful. Yeah, no, I, that, that just would have been, like, insane to be a spectator of. <laughs> <Yeah>. Without <laughs> j- a just doubt. Circus epic moments. And and uh, while she's talking to him, she's like, you're like a wild animal, like a lion. And the actual lion in the cage growls at her. And she's <laughs> like, okay, maybe not like you. And then, uh, it's, it's, it's very cute. And then we get another
0: moment where women in the show are telling someone else to smile more. Yeah. Uh, there are yeah. two separate instances where Catherine's like, you know, I think it'd be a lot cuter if you smiled. And then like, as she's walking away after apologizing, she's like, let's see that smile, Troa.
2: <laughs> like, let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> Do you get it? Oh my God. It's meaningful. Uh, and like, and of course he's blowing her out because he has a boyfriend. Exactly.
1: We um, cut back to the party. Uh, this oh is cool. this seems normal yeah it's really it's really fine um hero and Rolina are dancing um and it seems like to uh, everyone around that they're just dancing having a good time uh Relina does ask hero if he will still be killing her yeah <laughs> he just says. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Rolina. Rolina then like tells him that she's on his side. She's like that. Yeah, like,
1: like the the follow up is actually really interesting because she's like, I understand why you're fighting, mm-hmm. and like says that she wants to fight with him and like be on his side.
0: Yeah, I- exactly. Also, um, that all kind of gets undercut by this moment where you realize that. Hero uh, is in his school uniform, and so is Relina, and they're at a dance where other people are wearing, like, tuxedos and dresses, and Relina's friends point this out to us, where they're like, oh, it's too bad her dress wasn't ready, which would be her blue dress from the other uh, occasion, her mm-hmm. birthday, uh, and one of them is like, it's okay, just imagine it, she's wearing her dress right now.
2: So her fucking Stan Posse like actualizes her wearing a dress for this dreamy, blurry light scene of, of her and Hero talking to each other. Her private school girl
0: boss friends manifest it into the world.
2: Exactly. It is, it is, it is genuinely
0: a cute scene, like to be fair. I I it's I
2: I like Gundam Wing so far. It's a good dress. Don't fucking say like, it. Yeah.
0: Um, as all of this is happening, an Oz suit carrier shows up and Hero mm-hmm. sees it. And he assumes he's been found out. He actually doesn't know the situation, uh, which is, like, really good. Like, the character misunderstands the situation writing. Uh, So Mm -hmm. he dips to go get in the Wing Gundam. Uh, we get a few Ares that are being deployed from this dropship, and Hero immediately, he's already in his Gundam, shoots him down. We do see yeah. some flight-type Leos, because, yes, there's three kinds of Leos. These ones are blue. <laughs> and they, They're Fleos. They, they drop in from the sky. They're not quite as mobile as the Ares units. We don't see any of them right. with it, but they do have, like, a flight pack that is intended for, like... Ground flight use instead yeah, of maneuverability. Before yeah. they're
1: actually dropped out, we do get a scene with Lady Un and the leader of those um, Ares. Oh uh, yeah, she uh, the the leader is like, I'm not so sure. I'm comfortable doing this mission. This is like a civilian location. Yeah, and Lady Un says, "Don't worry about it. I need a leader. It's gonna be labeled as a terrorist attack against the alliance. Go do your job."
2: Hmm. Yeah, it seems like Lady Une is, like, at, like, so far, as far as the Oz people go, maybe the most, like, mask-off evil, who is, like, completely fine. I mean, I know Trace is, like, the one kind of pulling the strings mm-hmm. here, but, like, Lady Une is, like, so She's okay ready to go. with, like, yeah. she is ready to kill as many people as she possibly can because she knows she can cover it up. Like, I, it's, like kind of haunting i don't
0: way. want to spoil anything so i will be vague about this but i will say lady un's character gets done very dirty in a very disrespectful way to real oh, people you,
2: you mean she's a woman in a gundam series yeah sure it's, sure sure, yeah, sure, yeah sure, no sure.
0: exactly like very much that vibe but like this is like oh my god i can't believe they do what they do and i I'm, i'll shut up there but oh my god
2: we're gonna have to do hashtag justice for Une.
0: <laughs> kind of, but she's still very much more of a war criminal than Yah uh, than Fa is.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we've just we've established. I don't care if a character's war criminal Gundam, I'll still stand them no matter what. I see,
0: I see. <laughs> um, there's a there's a moment where the Ares are being deployed, where you can actually kind of see. Um, up until this point, I don't think we've seen an Ares leg units. Uh, they have these, like, short little stubby things that are basically vents to help them fly and maneuver. They do have legs in there. Uh, uh, fun fact, I don't know how often we see them, um, but they basically are just, like, fold-out legs that that prop up. Right.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it, and they're not Leo legs either. Right. And, in fact, the Ares, like, <clears throat> so you can tell the Ares is based on the Leo only because of the forearms. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that the head still uses the big square sensor, but Mm -hmm. it is just covered in the helmet and the mouthpiece that makes it look like a fighter. pilot. Yeah, it looks like a
3: fighter pilot.
2: Yeah. Um, But its legs are like much more slender than the wheels because it doesn't really need to be. It doesn't need to be standing up. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's still it can it can stand, but it's not meant to run around like a Leo can, so you don't need to have like more reinforced legs, because again, if your legs get shot off, whatever, you still have a billion jets on you. You're right. Good. The legs are essentially just landing gear. Yeah, so they don't need to be more bulky in armor, which is like a I I really enjoy the Actual, like, especially coming from the super robot show that is G Gundam, yeah. I like that they're clearly putting a lot of effort into the actual, like, you know, thoughtful mechanical Speaking
0: design. Speaking of thoughtful mani- mechanical design, we get this action <laughs> sequence and Hiroyui ejects a beam saber from inside his shield. His shield folds in half a little bit and a mm-hmm. beam saber is ejected it's from so it. Good. He grabs it and we get a green beam saber, which yeah. I. Don't think that's been done up until this point as um, I, I know there have been like yellow ones, like with the O, no, but all, just about everything else the has been suits. pink. Yeah, yeah all, all, the enemy
1: all the enemies in wings so far, have been pink.
0: Yeah, uh, so we get our first alternate, as far as I'm aware, our first
2: alternate uh, beam saber color. So, y- yeah, okay, in... Char's counterattack, the Sazabi, has green beams, oh, but yeah. it's, like, a beam Tomahawk. Yeah, yeah, you And, and you're it's, right. like, it's not, like, the slender beam saber, like, the new Gundam has, because that's still pink, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's more of, like, a jagged, like, razor of beam. So, like, it is not a true beam saber, the Sazabi uses. Right, so, right. So, yeah, I would go as far as say this is probably... Wait. Oh. No, uh, F91 came first, and that's green. Oh, Son of a bitch. <laughs> we're we're only four we're four years off. We're close. Okay. We're close. Okay. We're close. We did our best. Um Oh, and fucking wait, what are we saying? Literally G Gundam Shining and God Gundam have green beams too.
0: Uh no, they're they're pink beam sabers. They're
2: green when he uses like
0: Shining Finger sword, I think, but I, I believe his beam sabers are pink, unless I'm insane. Shining Gundam
2: sabers. I'm nodding along and smiling. Live research. According to No, no, they're green. Oh. I've been so excited. According well, okay. to Shining, my kits. Shining
0: Gundams are definitely pink because the old kits have uh, on the the pink beam sabers for the kits. There's a little uh, a clear sticker that you can put on it that says G Gundam, just like in the opening when the Shining Gundam unsheathes a beam saber and it says G Gundam in the mm, beam. Okay. So. Uh, That's true. At, God Gundams is green. God now. Gundams is green. Okay. So I apologize. I'm extremely yes. wrong. Uh, I, I've been so excited okay. about this and now I am a fool. <laughs> Uh, the the lesson here never get excited about anything. <laughs> uh, there's so we get this sick animation. Anyways, the the Wing Gundam now has its beam saber out. Lady Un orders for the Gundam to be captured. And then we actually cut away from the action for a moment, and we get the like Spider Man at the desk meme of Gundam Wing, which is Katra at the big desk. <laughs>
1: Yep. Yeah. Just he's kind of like he's watching fancy lab everybody
2: mansion. On, yeah. He's just googling away on like his little
0: computer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's just like, "Oh, I hope are these all Gundams? Are they all like me? I hope I can meet them and make more friends. I love Gashrey." He's just a little guy.
0: Do y'all get it? He's the smart one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you mean the one who just like actually makes <laughs> friends and establishes a base and just fucking chills out? Yeah, I believe it. Oh yeah.
1: We do another hard cut back to um Duo and his squad um where the master roshi looking mechanic is talking about in the dub drinking some good joe after a hard day's work oh and then he God. is shown with just like a bottle of liquor. Mhm. You know, a bottle of coffee. Yeah, it's just coffee. Thanks.
2: It's kalua. Oh, and- yeah, Thanks Duo, your network.
0: <laughs> Duo is looking up at the moon and and kind of talking about, like, the moon's too close from the colony, colonies. It kind of looks like a graveyard, but here on Earth, it's, it's much more beautiful. And he's like, I wonder if that guy ever looks up at the moon. And then we get a line that is uh, a big part of my development as a person continuing with Gundam Wing. But we get some dialogue here in the English dub that is part of a Chance the Rapper song. Uh, in the song Nostalgia from the 10 Days album, which I think was like a mixtape even that he made himself, um, Chance samples this moment where Duo is talking to this uh, Dr. Wiley-looking motherfucker, and that is the lead-in for the song. Uh, and that is probably one of my like, all-time favorite fun facts about the show, <laughs> uh, is that it gets sampled on a Chance the Rapper song. <laughs>
2: i i love that i i told that to my brother uh and he was like i mean he he knew it was from an anime mm-hmm. but he just didn't know that it's specifically from gundam and specifically from gundam which is like it was fun to be able to tell him yeah
0: and, and it's this moment of duo like being like that guy really needs to learn how to unwind and like appreciate life
1: <laughs> Which he's absolutely right, too. Oh yeah. Hero does need to chill the fuck out sometimes.
0: And it's juxtaposed mm-hmm. by cutting back to Hero slicing yeah. a Leo in half yep.
2: hot dog style. <laughs> As he does this, there's this really nice, nice, I say with an asterisk, but like Rolina's friends are with her, freaking the fuck out. And she's like calm. She's yeah. like, it's okay, like, you go go away. Like she hasn't really figured out that it's hero in the wink yet, mm-hmm. but she like I, she can like get a feeling for now and she just kind of tells her to run away and they'll be safe um at this point hero notices that relina's there and just kind of like stares at her with his back to the battlefield yeah and he gets shot in the back uh in the wing or you know hero doesn't. the wing gets blasted mm-hmm. with a beam uh, a beam hits one of the towers of the school which starts collapsing and hero instinctively dives down and like with his shield blocks the rubble from hitting relina and he's like
3: why the fuck did I do yeah. that?
2: Like, it would have
1: been so much better if she just immediately gets squashed there and now he doesn't have to worry about her anymore. He, but it's the first of
2: frozen here plot armor when it comes to hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As as long as is around, she can't die because hero will save her. Exactly.
1: Um, hero uh, just takes like, shot after shot in the mm-hmm. back.
2: Um, he's petrified. Yeah,
1: he's just frozen trying to figure out why the hell he just did this. Um, and, like, an Ares is, like, sneaking up on him as he just screams and turns and punches it in the face with his oh shield my arm. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, he... I love that. He busts the Ares face with the tip of his shield. And there's this, like, really cool close-up of, like, the the eye sensor in the Ares yeah, being, like, like busted out. Yeah, it's this really detailed little animation of it as it kind of gets sent flying. And... I, I can't remember if it's before or after that, um, but Un Lady Un realizes that Hero is protecting Relina, uh, which she kind of surmises that like Relina might know the pilot, and if that's the mm-hmm. case, things could get very bad very fast.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when uh, Trey's radios her and says hey girl get the fuck out of there yeah, we're mm-hmm. done
0: here gotta go and from there we get Trey's side of things where he was on the phone with uh, Noin who put in a word for Zex to get Trays to stop the attack this is this imp- this action is important this action will have consequences
1: yeah like this follows the point earlier where she asks how he's doing and mm-hmm. like are you still worried mm-hmm. and this is kind of like her putting in a favor for Zex to save relina from yeah yeah
2: ostensibly without him knowing too yeah that's what it's definitely without him knowing
0: uh and and trey's speculates just kind of vaguely and says some very general shit uh but as he's kind of pontificating to himself he opens a window in his rich evil guy mansion (laughs) and Mm -hmm. there are two birds that fly back to him birds And land on his fingers. Uh, Then we go back to Relina. Oh wait, hold
2: on. Oh, did you not? Did the dub not get the line that he says here? We might have. I
1: know there's a line that says um, Zex does have a blood relative. Is that yeah? Okay, yes. I was gonna.
2: I was about to lose my mind if the dub didn't know that. we're like, yeah, yeah. We definitely had it. I forgot to write it down. My bad. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so essentially, Trey's knows that Relina is Zex's sister. mm Hmm. Or I, I'm assuming sister. Maybe they're fucking cousins. But like the point is related. And he says
1: like stop having so many secrets or some shit.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean he's a char character. That is not that's possible what he to does. <laughs> <laughs> t- t- Trey's, I gotta let you know, buddy. Right. <laughs> the, the boy is secrets. Um. Then we get Relena so, screaming at a Gundam. <laughs> yeah. This is like she's like yes, yeah, like Hero. And you know she's asking Wing if it really is Hero. Like why did you let me live? Weren't you gonna kill me? Uh, hero like turns around, faces her, walks towards her fucking just like stabs the ground with the shield, like inches from her head. And she just does not move at all. She just still like stares up at it. He him. was absolutely and aiming
0: like, for her too. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. He, 100%. He, he Heroes like freaking out. He's like, why can't I do it? And he just like silently gets up, goes bird mode and flies away. Yeah. So and specifically for like,
1: that bird come transformation, that's the longest one we've gotten so far.
2: Yeah, it feels slow almost. Yeah, it,
1: extremely it, slow And it. It focuses on a lot of really interesting parts. Like the gun floats up separate from everything Mm -hmm. um and then you Mm -hmm. have like a cool bit where you have one of his fists kind of rotate into everything and it's it's the first real clear indication of like how it's supposed to fold up into the bird and it doesn't look great i'll be honest but it's Mm -hmm. it's cool and i like to see it
0: yeah absolutely um there was uh i i didn't point it out it I, i apologize for jumping back but when Hero is fighting the Leos and he pulls out his beam saber, there's a point where he's getting fired at. And he, like, activates the thrusters in the wings of the Gundam wings. Yes! And he, like...
1: And those were, like, out for the first time then.
0: Yeah, and he, like, delicately, like, glides backwards. And there's these, like, beautiful little, like, sparkles of emission coming out of the wings. It's just a really, like, clean animation of him, like, backing up. Um,
1: and that's when... They actually remark that it's a flight suit. Um, where right, the they're like, oh, this to, like, like mobility is yeah, like, way higher from than it. we
0: expected. Um, and then after the bird mode transformation, we get the end of the episode with Relina watching him fly away and again talking to just herself. But she says, mm-hmm. Hero, don't run away from me. And the episode, we get it to
2: be continued. Yeah. I mean, she fucking knows that he's, like, he's not going to be able to run away from this eventually, right? Right. He's in too deep.
1: Yeah. She knows. They're, they're all connected at this point in a way that they're going to keep running into each other for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good episodes.
0: Good nice episodes. Like, genuinely. Good episodes. Um, the the beginning of Gen- Gundam Wing, I know it loses some people. um, And it's also, like, the, par- the point... We're getting to the point where a lot of people tend to fall off because things happen, you know. Maybe it didn't catch you enough early on. But, like, so far, some pretty heavy hitters like right up front which i think is really oh, yeah, solid
2: absolutely
1: yeah like i think we were saying i don't know if it was before recording or right at the start the first couple episodes are very action heavy and yeah. then we do get some more kind of slower story ones in mm-hmm. in this first uh, the second chunk rather
0: yeah the the mm-hmm. first episodes are very much the eye catch and the yeah. rest are the bait on the hook to get you into the series
1: definitely and i i like that order so you gotta yeah. have All these cool boys and their cool machines blowing Mm -hmm. everything up for you to sit and listen to um, the yet another military meeting where people are using (laughs) resources.
2: Yeah, right.
0: Um, Before we get too far ahead, I do want to bring up a small segment. I don't have anything super dedicated for it, uh, but I've I've been joking about it and I would like to at least bring it up here. So there is... In the introduction of the show, in the narration at the beginning of each episode, the mention of Operation Meteor, which is the five Gundams being sent to Earth disguised as shooting stars. And I would like to propose a segment called Operation Meteor, uh, which is for any time Operation Meteor gets mentioned, you do a set of 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups Uh, and I have been trying to pay attention and keep a running counter of when this happens. Uh, I forgot to do it last episode, but in the introduction for every episode, it is mentioned at least once. So every time you listen Mm -hmm. to, uh, wow, cool robot here, or anytime you watch the set of three episodes, you got to do 30 sit-ups and 30 push-ups, baby. Uh, I,
2: I did note that they I think Zex and Noien mention it. Once. I, I think
0: they might have mentioned it in episode four, like in when they're at four, Lake Victoria,
2: the, um, in
1: the coalition meeting before. Uh,
0: okay. Oh, when Una when when getting kicked out of it, the
1: the whole room. Um, okay. They do mention like we don't even know what Operation Meteor is. Okay.
0: Right. So like four or five, roughly between these episodes, which is like yeah. pretty nice. Um, and then I kind of want to backtrack to specifically the first episode where it's not mentioned entirely by name. It's mentioned as Operation M by Colonel Zach, Still counts. Which does not count. Um... (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, it, it, see, I, see, do, I do, thought do it five. was, does count No, I, I'll if say, they say Okay, if they say Operation M, do five Yeah,
0: yeah, do do half a rep Alright, um, I'm down <laughs> And then, uh, like, <laughs> two minutes later, uh, Vice Minister Dorlian says, Operation Meteor, right next to Relina I don't think it's said in episode two or three, but, uh, yeah, just just keep that in mind So, final count for this episode, I'm gonna say four, just to round it nicely uh, sure. And I will, I will try to keep track of that as the series progresses.
2: Works hell yes, for me. we're gonna, we're gonna be fucking swole as hell by the time we finish. <laughs> Absolutely this. good. Um, <clears throat> well, I do have a segment as well. Uh, we're gonna, this is, we're gonna begin the tradition of doing a Beyond Tune World. Uh, whenever most weeks we do this show, because a lot of voice actors, we have both a sub and a dub cast mm-hmm. to talk about.
0: You're going to love this.
2: Trust me.
3: Beyond
2: for this first Beyond Twin world we're gonna do for Wing, I wanna talk about the voice actor of Hiro Yui in Japan, Hikaru Midorikawa. Uh, born May 2nd, 1968. He's from Odawara, Tochigi, uh, Japan, obviously. <laughs> obviously. And he has been he's been in the game for quite some fucking time. Uh he's been active since nineteen eighty eight. His very first role uh was M- murai murai from bebop high school never really heard of that uh but regardless i have a sort of chronological list of all the stuff he's been in so one of his biggest prolific roles uh was one of his very first 1989 dragon ball um well i guess he didn't really start until z but regardless throughout dragon ball from the beginning until now he's been android 16 and Peacock.
0: hell yeah <laughs> i love android 16 so much Go on. That is let it go. that is absolutely a son and boy right there. Ugh, I, I have an Android beast, sixteen man. shirt from uh fighters. Uh it is it's a a shirt by uh Lythero and it's uh him doing his like level three super where he grabs you and blows Ooh, where he himself takes his hands up. Off. No, it's yeah, 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 it's the one where he blows himself up and it just says for the birds on it. Uh
2: fuck yes. Like that's so kind good. of
0: uh you know, mimicking his final speech to Gohan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it
2: That's so good. Uh, who else has he done 16 rules. Yeah. oh gosh uh, 1992 Legend of the Galactic Heroes Golden Wings I think it's just a movie he was Reinhard von Lohengram mm. uh, Sarah in the costumes can fucking tell you more about that I guess because she just started <laughs> watching that show um, in 1993 Sailor Moon R he was Ale which is like one of the, the two twins from like the first half of that season okay. uh, not twins they were dating I don't know no. why I said twins okay. exactly the same <laughs> Uh, it's like a boy and a girl. Um, in the Sailor Moon R movie, Promise of the Rose, he was Fiore. Uh, he actually was in G Gundam as like the parade announcer in Hong Kong and Security Guard B, he's credited as. <laughs> uh, starting in 1995, in Slayers, th- for every piece of Slayers media from then on, he was Zelgadis Greywords, which I watched a little bit of Slayers when I was a kid. He's, just like, he's a gray guy with gray hair mm. and looks like, I don't know, looks kind of badass, I guess. Obviously, 95, he was hero in Gundam Wing. Um, I'll leave the biggest roles for last. Okay. 1997, uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena, he was Soji Mikage. Uh, 1998, Outlaw Star, he was Toby Guerra. In 1998, video game Xenogears, he was Fei Fong Wong, uh, main character in that. Uh, 2000, Skies of Arcadia, he was Ramirez. In both 2001 and 2021, Shaman King, he was Silva. Very cool for him to reprise that role 20 years later. Um, This is a fucking weird one. He was in like three different Barbie movies in Japan. Oh, hell yeah. Like dubbed over. (laughs) 2001's Barbie and the Nutcracker. He was the Nutcracker, a.k.a. Prince Eric. In 2003's Barbie of Swan Lake, he was Prince Daniel. And in 2004's Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper, he was King Dominic. What's the deal, man? (laughs) Hey, you find a
0: character you like, stick with it. (laughs)
2: Uh, He was Angemon in Digimon Frontier. He was Arashi and Naruto, oh and you can tell that that's a small role because, like, that's not one of those recurring roles throughout every single year since it airs. <laughs> um, in in the GBA era of Castlevania, he was Soma Cruz, yes, the main character oh of the God. GBA games. Uh, he was Makoto Kibune in Bleach. Uh, one of his biggest roles, he was Akihiko Sonata in like all of the Persona three media going forward, which is like the white hair guy with a bandage on his mm-hmm. face. Um. In the 2006 canceled, I believe, JoJo's Phantom Blood game and, like, OVA, he was Dio. Oh, my God. Really interesting, considering, huh. you know. Considering I mean, the voice of sex actually
0: Dio, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, starting in 2008 and moving every Final Fantasy media forward, he was Furion, who's the main character of Final Fantasy II. Okay. Uh, of course, that was an NES game, so it wasn't until he got, like, the redesign, right. showing up another, like, or where Furion can talk. Uh, starting in 2009, Dragon Ball Z Kai, he was Tien Shinhan, and he's been Tien ever mm-hmm. since. Um, in the uh, Legend of the Heroes games, or the Trails in the Sky games, he was Lo, or Leon Hart. I don't know if that's the same guy or not. Um, in Bravely Default and Bravely Second, he was Kami Izumi, who is the uh, Swordmaster oh class, God, Yeah, he's the guy with a cat on his Hell head. yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. In One Punch Man, he was Garo, who is like this spiky gray hair guy. Mm -hmm. I don't remember this guy. I don't know if he was in season one. He's in like an S class series. uh, S class hero. I believe. Okay. Yeah. He's he's one of those fuckers. Mm -hmm. Uh, in 2018's SSSS Gridman, he was Gridman. You know the big guy. Um, in My Hero Academia, he's best genius. Best
0: fucking genius, huh?
2: (laughs) You know, best (laughs) genius, my friend. Um. And his two biggest roles, okay. starting in 1996 with the Fire Emblem anime, he's Marth. He's fucking oh, Marth. fun. You know how in Smash Bros, uh, up until Ultimate, Marth had Japanese voice lines? You've been hearing Hero Yui this whole that's time. That's so back sick. Back in Melee and Brawl. I didn't know that
0: until just now. That's so sick. I uh,
2: And I- most importantly, what caused me to lose <laughs> my fucking shit when I was researching this... A little anime you might have heard of called Yu-Gi-Oh! 1998, the Toei Season Zero anime. He's fucking Kaiba! Yes, he's fucking Seto no Kaiba, huh? He's the <laughs> shitty green hair murder Kaiba from Season Zero. <laughs> oh, that whips ass. O- obviously, in-, in Duel Monsters and moving forward, it was Kenjiro Suda who was Kaiba's voice actor. But in the original Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, it was Hiro Yui as Kaiba. That's so sick. That's really, really I- fucking cool. I like... I had to take a moment when I learned. Yeah. So, thank you for your service, Hikaru Midorikawa. What an illustrious career! I think he's ranked like seventieth on my anime list, which is like pretty good. You know, when someone's that high, they got a lot of roles. Yeah. So, and and this is like a small portion of his roles. Like he's done a lot of stuff. I only picked the things that are like oh, he's pretty yeah. recognizable. Animes and games. He's done a ton. Uh, from behind the voice actors, he's credited
0: with three hundred and fifty-seven roles from three hundred and eleven good titles.
2: Goodness. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's been active since 1988, so it's like like almost over 30 years. Pretty good. Oh my gosh! So that that that's that's our actor for today. Next week, maybe we'll have a dub character. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do Dub Hero next week to kind of keep the this the you know it's like symmetry. It
3: rhymes.
1: (laughs) We can make that happen.
2: Uh, but that'll do it for us. What a wonderful time this was. I am again as much as it pains me to say much as it probably pains audrey for me to say i'm enjoying gundam wings so far as
0: much as it pains just about anyone in the discord for you to say i'm sure
3: <laughs>
2: i love to see it. Uh, we so. love it i love it uh well now's the time to do plugs absolutely when you all like to go first i can i can go first
0: uh sure my name is jared uh, i typically go by j nowadays um You can find me on Twitter at PagliacciProtoJ. That's my funny clown robot joke. Do you get it? Um, I don't tweet much, uh, so I guess give me a follow if you really want to see me tweet stupid stuff like Chips Ahoy for apes. Call that Chimps Ahoy um no, that's pretty good <laughs> like that is that is like the the cream of the crop and i don't tweet that all the time so uh <laughs> if you want to interact with me more in, in some way shape or form just check out the uh
1: wow cool robot discord i'm on there also as pagliacci proto j i've been julia you can find me at the crown jewels with two underscores at the end um most of the time on twitter i'm reply girling so hang out if you want
2: <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah uh and I'm Max. You can go to Maxi Bajillion on Twitter to find me. In addition to this show, I have two other podcasts. One called Pod of Greed, which is on Twitter at Pod of Greed We're talking about Yu Gi Oh. Uh, we're talking about GX. Uh, one of the most batshit shit, insane sets of episodes yet, <laughs> uh, which I say literally every week, which is a testament to how good GX yeah. is. It just uh, keeps and my other happening. Show, Slappers only. <laughs> It just, it's just fucking, key. it never ends. It never ends with that show. Uh, Slappers Only is a video game music show on podcast I do. SlappersOnlyPod.com or SlappersOnlyPod on Twitter. Um, I just posted the, but when this episode goes up, uh, the Ace Combat episode will have been out for a week. And we will be recording soonish. ish uh, Actually, we might have already recorded it by the time this episode goes live. But... Our next episode is on Ghost of Tsushima, which is going to be an interesting thing because I don't remember a single fucking music track from that uh, game. So it's going to be kind of hard mode slappers. The Ace Combat
0: episode, first of all, is very good. I recommend it personally, having listened to it I today. forgot that I,
2: uplo- forgot I uploaded it
0: on 9-11. <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't bother me. I promise it's fine. Um, and I'm personally looking forward to the Ghost of Tsushima episode so much. Yeah,
2: I, I, know, I, I know that you love that game just like I love the game but it, it, it's it's not like it's I know that there's music yeah, in the game. No, I I don't remember it
0: uh, though. Having <laughs> recently played through the DLC and replaying the story itself, there've been moments where I've found myself just kind of like running around and there will be music and I'm like there's
1: music in this game? It's I just will like say. there in the background so I'm interested to see how y'all
2: cover yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, we're, I, I don't think I'll talk about the DLC much because Jordan hasn't played it, but the music that plays when we fight the eagle, that's a oh fucking Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's so good. Julie, I'll post it for you okay. so you can hear it. Um, this show is on Twitter, Ralkul Podcast. Uh, come hang out in Discord. Links are in every episode description and the Twitter header. Uh, like Jay said, cool place to hang out all of us are active there we'll post about gunpla god i'm excited to get my gunpla soon i think i get like four this month. hell yeah hell yeah including that real grade high new that has like almost 500 oh my god i'm so excited holy shit i am vibrating Uh, come yeah come
0: hang out in the discord there are people who are a lot better at analyzing gundam than i am i'm
2: yeah (laughs) fucking if you talk to like Cass or colin or ours if you want people to be like what if we gave this show political reads and I'm like, I'm baby. I, talk I about
1: was reading how- through one of the <sighs> conversations they were having earlier and I'm like, I've seen this show and I'm like, this is too smart for me. Yeah, no. They're, yeah. They're, <laughs>
2: Wait, is that what it's
1: about?
0: There, oh, there are cool. other people who are more qualified to analyze mm-hmm. the show. I am absolutely here to point at it and literally just say, wow.
2: Yep. Yeah, we're, we're all here to tap the sign in unison. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, Also, thank you to Matt Gamecube uh, for running Noisepace.xyz, the podcast network that we are a part of. You can check this out and many, many other shows. Uh, It's always a fun time. A lot of stuff to listen to there. And finally, Julia, I have a question for you. Oh, yes? What's that robot of the week? Oh, you know it's the wing. Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay, Gundam (laughs) wings. We're just going to keep referencing ones from this show. (laughs) So, I know there's four different wings. There's, like, the wing... There's like the manga version of the wing. There's the upgrade it gets. There's the endless waltz version. I think there's another one no, after that. Which is your favorite? Well,
0: okay. One. First of all, <laughs> mm, mm, uh, mm. the the wing from the end of Gundam Wing and the wing from Endless Waltz are the same wing.
2: <laughs> yep. Oh, that. Yeah. Lest I forget, <laughs> they just look different because <laughs> they wanted to have fun. Yeah, basically,
1: it's the one that looks like it has real wings.
2: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so like the endless yeah. waltz it is, is it the is end one. the yep. endless
1: okay, waltz
0: right. uh, wing zero custom, yeah
1: yep exactly that that was
2: the last kit i just that is
0: the i i have the verka of that kit i built it this this past winter it's probably one of my favorite
2: kits that i've ever built it has elf ears it's so good it's so pretty um and finally as we always say to close in the words of our ancestors war is bad wow cool robot (laughs) all right well good night non-new types because they're not in wing
0: uh see you next week gundam team check back to mission for uh your next your next assignment peach Cheech.